All right, hello and uh, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. Uh, we are playing Wondering Second Edition tonight, and we uh, fellowship has grown by one as, uh, as uh, our friend Steven is going to be joining us uh, for probably only one session because I'm pretty sure that's how much my patience is going to last with him. Uh, no, he's going to be hanging out with us for a bit. Uh, as uh, as the company certainly needs some help, where with with all things considered, where, where we're going. Uh, so yeah, hey Stanley, how's it going? Aaron, thank you so much for the sub. Uh, we're continuing the sub eight months. You're a a gentleman and a scholar. Uh, and just as I say that, uh, top some bits off for me to use to kill the fellowship. That's what that's for. Uh, darn it. Okay, he, <laughs> he, he actually last tagged night it. Made he you tagged it. Bloodthirsty. <laughs> I know. We were playing Savage Worlds last night, and I was a sip of water. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. And then I realized, okay, calm down. Calm down. Root for the players. Root for the players. Root for the players to die. Uh, but no, 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 no. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, Melissa's going to keep track of that. Uh, so, Stephen, what we do, <laughs> what we do is we, uh, the the audience sometimes helps us out. They throw an extra bonus die. Uh, so, like, we have, like, a bonus die pool, basically. And so, anytime you want to pull from it, uh, you can either, like, Essentially, 100 bits can either get you uh, an extra bonus die on a roll, or I think it's 500 bits can get you um, favored uh, favored roll. Uh, so, like, so it's kind of the pool that we have running. Melissa keeps track of it. Uh, I'm trying to think. Have I killed players? Let's see, in that Delta Green game, Visid game. I mean, I like to think that I didn't kill anybody. Uh, I think. Well, I guess I kind of did. Yeah. Matt a couple times. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's uh, let's let's see. Let's get started. Um, got anything to plug? Do we got anything to plug, Steven? Do you got anything to plug? You got anything? Oh, no, I'm just happy up? to be here. Okay, all right. Uh, should we do? Uh, let's do let's do some character introductions. Um, we can hold off maybe on Stevens until uh, we we introduce your character into the actual game, uh, but. Uh, but yeah, we'll start with, it's kind of reintroduced to everybody else. So we're going to start with Long. Long, tell us about Floyd. Yeah, I'm playing a mountain dwarf. His name is Floyd. He's a young adventurer. He's a treasure hunter. His last escapade left him with a nasty scar from a unnamed being. It's a nice little crater on his side. Got veins discolored from the venom. And he's out here trying to take revenge on a Rotag. One of the orcs that has been slaying some dwarves. Uh, indeed, uh, who's been around since the very beginning uh, when you guys were just wandering around Bray doing your laps around the, the farmer fields. Uh, and uh, there was a, a named orc, apparently, who was kind of putting together a war party. Uh, and they've managed to elude you for some time. Uh, but they're supposed to be up here somewhere. Uh, maybe we'll learn more about their whereabouts later. Uh, next up, we got Gilly Kettlegrass. Ashley, tell us about Gilly. Okay, so Gilly is our uh, little Brie Hobbit friend. Um, she's a scholar. Um, she has, like, her big thing that she's recently, like, really undertaken is that she's documenting the adventures of her friends. So, uh, she's got, it could be a little creepy. But she does uh, think Floy is like the coolest person ever. Um, Arenial, she's been growing on her. She now has her own section of the book. Um, she's like a fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and um, she's here, but she's also very true hearted. Um, she's keen eyed. She's pretty decent with her bow. And um, yeah, she just she just means well. OK, right on. And uh, not only do you, like your bow, you one shot the like the warg alpha right of the pack i uh, did yeah and so yeah i couldn't I never got to do anything with it actually you killed it before <laughs> i had a chance uh but there were the little ones did a pretty good job yeah uh hey roger how's it going uh let's see uh next up we got arenial so let's tell us about arenial uh yeah so she is a ranger of the north champion um i think gilly's explanation is sort of accurate to sort of that's been her goal is that People will may not may not like her initially because you know Ranger, um, but then she grows on them, and that's you know life goals. You're like moss, you know. It just grows slowly but surely. It's there. Yeah, I, uh, I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a gilly, you know, gilly thought. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last session she uh, organized a you know field day with the kids at the homestead and did some potato sack races and other such fun things during our fellowship phase. And it was probably the last That's reprieve right. I feel like we're going to have for a little bit of a little bit of fun and games and don't think uh, there'll be too much of that in our future. What are you talking about? Everything was fun. It was great. You guys were talking about like you're going to skin some wargs or something I heard like when we were prepping. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like that sounds like fun. Rest. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, and then, I, 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 Stephen, why don't you tell us, like, just just maybe what your role, like, what you, what you decide to make. We don't have to get into, like, the full description yet because let's, let's leave yeah, some of it yeah. a mystery until you show up. But whatever, you know, some little things you want to tell us about your character. Uh, well, just the basics. Uh, my name is uh, Erebon, and I am a Linden Elf Warden. Uh, that covers most of it. I... Uh, Oh, we just lost you. Just lost your voice. Oh, of course. That's how I like them, right there, nice and quiet. <laughs> that covers most of it, though. That's yeah. the broad strokes. Yeah, uh, and for those who are unfamiliar, Linden is off to the west uh, right now. Where? Uh, let's see if I can scan this over. Right now, we're pretty far to the east of Erebor. Uh, or, excuse me, Eriador, um, and. Linden is way over to the west here, uh, over by uh, by the Blue Mountains, uh, even west of the Blue Mountains. Uh, so uh, we're going to figure out why exactly we're going to be meeting an elf soon uh, in this area uh, and what uh, maybe what perhaps they're doing over here. So figure that out. Uh, OK, so uh, let's get started. Let's just do the summary. So last week, it was already we've already kind of hinted at a bit here and there, but uh, you all after the horrible injury Floy suffered uh, at the hands of a nameless thing, the lurker in the dark, uh, in the ruins uh, of, a, of an old Rudauer war prince, you uh, you all decided to recuperate at Nadil's homestead, uh, and you spent about three or four weeks or so uh, resting. So we're, we're kind of firmly into autumn now. Um, you uh, you're able to kind of sharpen some of your skills here and there. Uh, and uh, eventually you you set back out on your journey to, to Mount Grom. Uh, you're looking for Maramben, who is a contact that was given to you by uh, Talendel, another a ranger of the north who uh, 
you aided in sort of trying to defend Fornost from some of these hill folk who were uh, kind of grave robbing, treasure hunting, etc. Uh, along the way, along the journey north uh, to Mount Grom, you had a couple strange encounters. Uh, at one point, you had what felt like a, a stampede of ghostly horses or something. Uh, you saw these strange haunting hilltop fires that whenever you journeyed over there, there was no light and the light kind of kept piercing every now and then. Uh, and you found flowers on unmarked graves, uh, suggesting that perhaps you passed over and through some kind of major battlefield or battle site in this area. Eventually, you made it to Mount Grom, but you didn't see any immediate signs of your dwarven uh, dwarven friends, Thorvum or Thebe, uh, who uh, were said to try to signal you. I think you had this kind of tapestry plan still I still don't think I'm 100% on what exactly this plan was, uh, but you were supposed to signal for them or they were supposed to signal for you, but you're a couple weeks behind now. And unfortunately, you weren't able to find them immediately. Uh, you you started to trek through this, uh, this kind of darkened mountain pass to try to get to the western side, looking for this ruined watchtower. You were supposed to signal Marimbem in some way, uh, but in doing so, you, you uncovered kind of a troll lair or at least a kitchen or something like that. Uh, and you just quickly dispatch this troll uh, before reinforcements were able to arrive, and then you kind of scurried away. Uh, you left the necklace of Talendil's daughter uh, on the ruins, uh, and you camped for the night a little ways away. Um, but on the first watch, uh, Gilly was on first watch. Uh, a pack of wargs descended upon the party, uh, and got a few good licks in i think uh and uh, but you were able to, to to dispatch them um but that's about it so let's go ahead and start up um so yeah let's just pick up exactly where we left off we have this this slaughtered battle site uh, your camp previously your campsite uh there are I think it was something like five or six different bodies of, of wolves and wargs that are scattered about, including one large kind of alpha that, that has an arrow through its throat. Um, and you were all here. It's still nighttime. Uh, it's cold, too. Like, it's autumn, but it feels like winter. And even these little snow flurries kind of pick up every now and then, but they don't, they're not sustained or anything like that. Um, what are the three of you doing? We should salvage what pelts we can. So I'll just start dragging whatever to the campfires. Okay. I need, I just need to sit for a bit. Or me out. Yeah, so I think we're looking to just salvage whatever resource we can and then get any kind of rest in. Okay. Uh, so if you're, you're, so, so I'll say like, if you want to, you're, you're trying to get like the, like the wolf hide and everything like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have like uncured wolf hide. It's going to be messy. Um, probably going to take a little time. Uh, it's also going to potentially weigh you guys down. So your load probably will kick in. Uh, so why don't we do a roll to see how much or how, you know, how, how much you're able to get or the quality with which and the speed. Uh, so if Arineal, you're looking to take a short rest while they do this, or are you? Yes, because my my assumption is that our long rest was interrupted and will not continue. So I would like at least a short rest before we. No, you you can continue it. Like it's it's fine. It's just a question of whether you want to like stay here amongst the these dead carcasses or whether you want to shift your camp somewhere else. Yeah, Gilly's thinking at least like we process a few of these. Not maybe not all of them, depending on the quality. 
and then move to like a different camp area. All right, then I will help um, if anyone else wants to okay. take the lead. I have hunting, so I assume that. Okay. Help. Uh, so yeah, I figure. I mean, this could just be a, like a super quick and easy like skill endeavor. If all of you are kind of contributing to this, just tell me what you're doing to contribute to the sort of breaking down of these these wolf wolf corpses and each one of you can roll something and then depending on the number of successes you get we'll sort of figure out how much you're able to bring with you um so Renil, you said hunting um so yeah you've probably spent time hunting these creatures which means you more than likely have some understanding of what you can get from them that's that's worthwhile or usable um you're pretty far away from any from any outpost that you know of, at least. Uh, so you're going to have to make do with whatever resources you can find. Uh, so if you want, you can roll kind of roll your hunting test and see if you're able to... And just tell me how, how well you do, actually. That is a success with a 14. All right, so you got one success. Uh, okay, then Gilly or Floy, what are the two of you uh, doing to kind of help the cleanup of the, of the site here? Uh, I've got crap if that's useful. Uh, absolutely, especially if you're planning on using any of these, uh, you know, the pelts for basically creating winter clothes or or something. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's going to be messy and gross because it's all kind of you know uncured and whatnot. But you can find something from this that might be useful to you. So yeah, roll that craft. And oh, I just failed. Okay. Yeah, Gilly, uh, I also wanted to do a craft roll like on my own, like work that she's working yeah. on. Yeah, I want I was gonna have everyone do one. Um so yeah, I mean it's probably not necessarily Floyd's expertise, I would say. This uh this idea of Damn. kind of cloth working or, or you know, uh or leather working or anything like that, maybe or more mm-hmm. of a Maybe you're a metallurgist or something like that. Uh, it's same with you, Gilly. While you're, you have a. She decent was whittling, so she's more like carving, yeah, Wood. woodworking than like animals. Okay. All right. Uh, so here's what we'll do. Uh, we've got one success, and we'll say. Okay, uh, we'll give you probably like maybe we'll say like sort of six, six quantity, and we'll kind of treat that like maybe three load. Uh, so if you want to, you can split it up if everyone just wants to add. You can use your treasure if you want just to add the load, or you can create an item. I don't care which. Uh, and so if you want to split that one load a piece, and so everyone's kind of carrying a little bit of something. And just someone take down in your notes that you have these uncured pelts of uh, these kind of sloppy pelts of of wolf fur. Uh, and, and we'll say that, chat, that take... We do need snow socks to go with our snowshoes. If you want to put your feet into the bloody fur <laughs> I mean, not, not right now, wolves, just down the road. This is something that okay. we're working towards. That's fair. That's fair. Because I, I also learned some crafts during our last mm-hmm. uh, fellowship phase, so... After it's part course. of the five-year plan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So this is going to take a little time. Uh, so the three of you, it's it's not going to take all of the night. But do you? So now the next question is: Do you do you pick up? Do you move your camp? Do you um, 
Do you try to stay here? What is it you want to do? Relocating. Okay. All right. So, uh, let's see. How about a Rineal? Why don't you roll like a, hmm, maybe a, do like an awareness test maybe, or um, explore or something like that could work. Looking for somewhere that looks to be protected enough from the wind, but also f- close enough to that ruined tower to, to hopefully alert Marimbem to your presence. Uh, I'll take one of the uh, D6s that we've got, uh, and I'll do awareness. Okay. Great right. success. Yeah, so you end up actually going strangely enough further up the mountain a ways uh, as you, you you spot as you're looking around and as you're kind of piecing, you know, putting down the fire and whatnot, you see uh, what looks like a, a sort of an old kind of goat trail or something that weaves its way up the slope of the mountain. So you kind of travel up that, not too far, uh, kind of still somewhat within, uh, if it was daytime, probably within sight, you would think, of, uh, of that ruined tower. And you you all do your best to kind of quickly set up a makeshift camp uh to uh to get at least a couple hours worth of sleep um gilly you've already done your your watch uh so floy arineal or one of you i'm gonna go ahead and take up take up watch next yeah i'll stay away okay all right floy go ahead and roll an awareness okay hey success at some point in the night, you hear the sounds of something overhead, like, but not overhead as like the mountain itself, but you hear the sounds of, of, of something like in the air, just sort of whooshing past. Uh, you're not sure if it's like a, a flock of large birds. You, you, you did see some, you know, some eagles and things. Uh, one of them was kind of, you remember when you were passing through the mountain, the darkened mountain t- uh, tunnel, uh, you did see one of the stone trolls were kind of pulling apart what looked like the carcass of an eagle and, or, or at least some other large mountain bird. And you maybe get the sense that that's kind of flying around overhead. But otherwise, it doesn't seem to, nothing seems to attack you or, or cause any trouble. Uh, but eventually, you grow tired, kind of tap tap out, and a rineal, uh, you get up. And do the same thing. Go ahead and roll that awareness. It is a failure. Okay. It's a four. Okay. Um, so, uh, Reniel, you're the last. Uh, you know, you're still up. Like you can see that there's still some darkness left uh, in the in the sky, and eventually, like you're kind of suddenly startled as something about maybe about 20 paces away from you, you see a kind of a figure in the darkness. It's just sort of like the contours of something uh, just standing on top of what looks like a, you know, a chunk of rock. Um, You can't quite make out exactly what it is. You focus your eyes a bit, uh, but it's, it's very, very close to you at this point. You can see the, some of the, the firelight kind of flickering back at you in its eyes. Uh, you're, you're you're not sure exactly what it is. What do you do? Uh, Arinia will ready her 
try to kind of flank a little bit to get a better vision on what this is. Okay. Uh, so you, f- you, you do your best to sort of stealthily like circle round. And as you do, you notice that you start doing some basic calculation and you think back to the size of that sort of alpha warg, right? That Gilly was able to take out with a single arrow. And you realize this thing, whatever this is, is bigger. And as you're getting somewhat close, you uh, your foot slips and you watch as like a whole chunk of rock just begins tumbling down, making all semblance, you know, all sorts of noise. And you look up and you see the creature has spraying off of the rock. And that's as it's sort of twisting and turning and making this huge 360 move or 180 movement and begins trampling down the slope of the mountain. You realize it is some kind of massive elk. You see like these huge ridges, these very like kind of grandiose horns kind of kicking out on either side. And as it, despite its size, it's moving fairly gracefully down the slope itself. You just see these huge explosions of, of rock and like little particles of ice from the nighttime flurries of snow just erupt with each time one of its hooves hits the ground and it seems to be running down the slope kind of southwardly. What do you want to do? I'm just going to give it a burst to continue on its way. Okay, so you're just going to let it go? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to kind of keep an eye on where it heads to. Okay. Uh, so you watch as it, if you're keeping an eye on it, and as the sun starts coming up a little bit to the uh, to the east, you can see it starting to peak up over the mountains, the misty mountains to the east. And it's still not like illuminating the whole area all that well as you guys are on the western slope of the of Mount Grom. You do notice that kind of at the base of this slope that you've climbed, you see it stop. It's probably run a couple, maybe 400, 500 paces or so down, and it just sort of comes to a stop. And then you see it as it just turns around, climbs up on top of this rock, and stares back up at the slope, almost as if it's looking directly at you. <laughs> puns in chat mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh I saw them <laughs> I saw you see them um, so Arunil will um, just kind of make note and go back to our new campsite area okay you do so uh, and it's at that point when you get back the sun's more fully up and you can see like Floy and Gilly are kind of starting to wake up now and and getting themselves situated here and there. So I'll share what I saw. And then, yeah, does this count for a long rest? Okay. The stag, you say? the same one from the, t- the runes. Jeff, uh, you don't... you'll find this to be familiar? 
I mean, it was the same type of creature that you've seen. Uh, the one when you were in the bog, the one, I mean, like the one that you saw swimming around in the ruins itself was more kind of like spectral in some ways. But yeah, this would be the third time you've seen a creature like this. Yeah. But it's probably not the same one. That was a month ago. Uh, and that was several, that was about a hundred miles, so, uh, you know, south of here. So now that some sort of lore related to stags, it seems like you're seeing them all the time. Now that we're all awake, maybe we can kind of head in the direction where it went. Everybody's putting everything. You're muted, Uh, Ashley. Oops, we're just kind of hanging around until she finds us, I think, so that couldn't hurt. Okay. Um, all right, so when you look around for it at this point, Arineal, um, it's been a little bit of time now. Uh, you don't see it, like, perched up anywhere specifically, but if you want to go ahead and sort of look for some kind of tracks, you're welcome to, if you want to do yep. some kind of search. I do. Um, hunt would probably work out fine here. Okay. Success, 14. Okay. Uh, you do pick up a trail, and in likely it's it's because, like, those large bursts of every time its hoof kind of hit, and a lot of the, the, like, there's kind of this gravelly, loose, rocky terrain. There's the snow now that's kind of beginning to melt as the sun's starting to pop up, as there's not a whole lot of it. But you're able to find the tracks fairly easily. They actually don't look too difficult to find whatsoever. Um and you can see that it's sort of traveling south and westward in a way uh, from Mount Gram a bit. And when you get, uh, when you've probably traveled maybe about a half an hour or so, uh, you've, and you're, you're kind of in somewhat more flattened terrain, but it's still kind of, there's these crags and nooks and crannies from time to time. Um, it's then that you notice that there's this bit of smoke kind of wafting up into the air a little further ahead, kind of in the same direction that the that the tracks are taking you. Ernie will just kind of note to everyone, um, and she'll get her uh, sword at the ready and kind of quietly move in the direction of the smoke. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll uh, a stealth if you're if you're gonna try to do it quietly. Um, what are Floyd and Gilly doing? We'll follow her. See who this campsite belongs to. Yeah. Okay. Stealth if you want. I hope they're friendly. Uh, okay. That's an extraordinary success. Okay. That's a uh, auto Gandalf. You guys did a great job. Wow. <laughs> Okay. We are uh, silent. Fantastic. Uh, what? Never, never overlook a good night's rest. Okay. So as you slowly sneak up uh, on this, uh, this sort of what looks like smoke from some kind of campfire, you notice that there are a handful of people, uh, and you can tell that they are are people, not not orcs, not trolls. But you, when you look, you can see that they seem to be kind of wearing the same kind of garb 
carrying themselves in the same kind of manner that some of the other hill folk that you've come across. Uh, both those that kind of invaded Oswald Breaker's home and those that you encountered in Foranos, but also Nadil and his family uh, back at his homestead. Uh, and you can see that there is there they all seem to be awake and kind of going through the motions of making some kind of breakfast and kind of gearing up and getting ready. Um, they've seemed to have established some kind of camp within this somewhat sunken kind of protected area. There's rocks here and there. Um, go ahead and roll. If somebody wants to roll an awareness test, go ahead and do so. Whoever, whoever kind of was taking the lead and just was trying to kind of peer and taking this sort of a, any kind of assessment of this, this area. So if that's Arineal or if somebody else wanted to, to yeah. take that over. Arineal will... Um... um, I got a six on my stealth roll, right? Yeah. Um, I could potentially sp- spend that to go like invisible, invisible, and I could go f- closer and do an awareness roll. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go ahead and roll an awareness. So... When we were sneaking up, um, Gilly was kind of trailing behind Floy, and perhaps you guys turn around to look to see what we're doing, and Gilly's not there anymore. And you hear just kind of like the slight rustle of grass or something as she continues to creep forward to the cramp, uh, to the camp. And I would like to spend a dice, Melissa. Got it. Wow. And yeah, automatic success. Gandalfs are throwing freely tonight. Look at that. Oh, you're all a Gandalf and a Sauron. I that know. Was a, I was like, wow. what does that <laughs> Best mean? Best of both worlds there. <laughs> uh, or, yeah. Okay. All right. So, Gilead, as you you move out in front of Floy and Arineal, um, you've kind of nestled down between what looks like a, sort of a pile of rocks, this little outcropping dark rock. And as you start to scan around you notice that that they have weapons on them uh and you can see that there's a fairly large looking man who is you know he's got a helmet kind of on crooked sitting at a what looks like the fire and he's sort of sharpening this long hafted axe um you notice that there is a couple people that seem to be kind of fixing or arranging this cart you notice that there's a few others that are one of them's like kind of up on a ridge. It just looks like a lookout, but they don't seem to notice you. And then you notice a cage in the back, in the kind of the recesses of the camp near where the cart is. And you see within it um, a person. Uh, Steven, you want to describe who they see? Yes, there is an elf in there. Uh, he is average height for an elf uh has long brown hair uh and if if any of you have experience with elves you'll notice that he is a very weary looking soul you know most elves the immortality helps them uh while they seem mature they also have a youthful face he has lines deep set uh he's uh weathered in a way that most elves haven't been uh, and he is just sitting there uh, very sullenly, uh, almost motionless. Uh, you can hardly even tell that he's 
even trying to resist or anything like that. He he's uh just accepting his fate in the cage. And Gilly, you look off a few paces away from that cage, and you see there's just a body laying on the ground. You could motionless. You can tell that it there's this huge gash down the chest. There's what looks like signs of blood. Something someone has died. You're not sure who. It doesn't that doesn't look like someone dressed like like hill folk. It, it, you know, mm-hmm. you're not How sure. How many exactly hill folk do skins. I see total? Uh, with your automatic success, you get any bone. You didn't get any bone. Uh, so you see yeah. a total of five right now. A five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gilly's gonna go back. Uh, to Arenial and Floy, and like you guys are probably looking around for me, and then just suddenly, it seems like I'm there again. And um, uh, uh, we uh. They, they have, they have, they've taken a prisoner. They, they killed someone. He's in a cage. I can't, we can't stand for this. Well, how, how many are there? I, I saw five. Prisoner? Who is he? I, I, he looks just defeated. But regardless of who he is, he's trapped by them. I think you probably would have been able to to pick out that it was an elf. Yeah, and yeah, an elf. What's one doing out here? I don't. I don't know. But there was someone else dead. That wasn't the hill folk. You think we could seek them out while they're distracted? We could. We could try. We can't just leave him there. Agreed. Agreed. We should do what we can. Can I do a battle roll to try to get get a layout of the area and like where we could try to kind of sneak up or sneak in? Uh, Yeah, go ahead and roll. Okay. Let me just double check what I get with my helm. Mm-hmm. So I get 2d6 for mm-hmm. my battle skill. So she has a as a helm of Argolib the first, Stephen. That gives uh gives her a bonus. Okay. I needed it. 16. Let me show you uh what it looks like. So, this is the general layout uh, on the screen now. Let me zoom in so this looks a little better on the overlay. I did get it too good. Okay. So, I put you all for now, and we can obviously change this up, but I put you all on a ridge to this, you know, a little bit, we'll call it to the, to the west, southwest, and you can see them. They're, they're sort of around what looks like this this large kind of rocky wall that's just like you all was probably they were probably using to break the wind uh that was kind of swooping in last night very very cold um you can see that the uh there's you know kind of some undulating ridges here and there so it's not exactly the smoothest terrain uh but there are some more beaten paths that are between some of these mounds uh but it looks like they have like a nice little kind of uh 
sort of sheltered little area. Uh, you can see that the woman that there's a woman that's uh, kind of up on one of these ridges uh, just south of their camp. Uh, and she's she seems to be like a lookout of some kind, but you don't notice like she doesn't seem to notice any of you. Your stealth rolls were, were good enough that she didn't see you approach. And then you can see that, again, two of them are in the back. They're kind of doing something it looks like with um, with the cart itself. Uh, there's another guy who seems to be kind of moving back and forth here and there and is sort of trying to every now and then he takes a couple steps towards the fire, steps away, looks to be cooking. And then the large guy uh, who's got like this big old long hafted axe and he's got a stone and he seems to be just sort of sharpening it here and there. And then in the back, like beneath these very kind of tall high rocks, like all of these these kind of these darker piles are much higher than they than all the other kind of stacks here and there. Uh, you can see the cage, you can see the elf within the cage, and you can see the dead body that's uh, affixed, situated right next to it. Uh, in terms of like how you would approach, so your battle roll would probably conclude that kind of coming at them directly head on, they seem to have a fairly natural choke point right ahead. But if you could mm -hmm. potentially kind of spread out either to the east or to the north or, or even both and create kind of like a pincer from flanking on the sides, uh, trying to drop down from the the larger like stacks of rocks, those outcroppings, uh, that might be a little dangerous as they are fairly high and rocky and dropping right down on top of where that cage is could be fairly dangerous. Not, you know, not impossible, but but certainly dangerous. Um, so yeah, definitely going up right up right right at them directly would would put you in some kind of choke point. So Arinial will kind of explain the layout to Gilly and Floy, um, and just turn to Gilly and say, you know, you were you were behind us, and then you weren't behind us just suddenly, and you were so quiet. Do you think you might be? the best one to go up those rocks over there and try to jump down and free that poor soul in the cage. You're asking me to go in there <laughs> by myself. <laughs> I mean, of, of course, Floy and I would have our weapons at the ready and also be coming in on either side as well. I mean, if you guys, like, attacked and then Gilly tried to sneak in, sure. But, like, I think it might be best if we just straight attacked. And then if it's bad, like, try and sneak him out, I guess. with Unless we can't kill them all or something. My, my thought was from a... There are three of us and five of them. Mm -hmm. But if, if we're possibly able to get him out, then he might be able to assist. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Got it. Yeah. So maybe that like, makes more sense than what she initially presented. Like, so Gilly, I why don't you just head on? Yeah, there, I was like, break her out. Hey, can you stop and grab some of that bacon for us too on your way out? I'm sure that'd be great. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, no, I didn't intend to say just go in on your own. That like we'll all have our own role to play. But you seem to be the sneakiest of the sneaky. <laughs> Just picturing Aragorn <laughs> saying to Frodo, like, hey, you got this cave troll. Just go, like, walk up, just kick it in, in the nuts. It's fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. They kind of <laughs> did tell him to just go to Mordor by himself. <laughs> he, so. did. he did sort of just do that. Yeah. It's like, it's not you, it's me, you know? Um, all right. So, what's the plan? <laughs> so, yeah. So, what is our plan? So, what? You and me, Arenial, are heading up this way, and maybe Floyd goes the other East. way? Yeah, you guys can flank, and then I'll just show up. Right at the front door. Like, what's up? 
Okay. Gilly, are you going to try to sneak back towards the cage to? Yeah, to, to I'm going to attempt another stealth roll then. Okay. So what we'll do, if that's the case, like I'm going to, we're going to put yourselves, we'll, we'll go ahead, we're going to roll over your stealth test to allow you to kind of set yourselves up into a relative position. And so if that means, so go ahead and, you know, if you're if you're flanking out to the to the northwest or if you're flanking out to the southeast, you can move yourself there. Floy, if you're staying right up the middle, just stay where you're at. So Gilly and Arinio, put yourselves where you think you would uh, you would want to go. Uh, would we have to do like a climb roll to like get up over here? Uh, I don't know where here is. Just just use use cardinal oh, directions. <laughs> no, I have okay. a lot of screens up. So uh, like east. Uh, is no the only only thing that would require a, any kind of any kind of athletics test would be trying to do anything with those uh, rocks, rocks that are kind of that okay. are kind of encompassing the north and eastern sides of their camp. Uh, Arinio, where would you want to be going? So it looks like uh, it looks like Gilly has taken up position on the east ridge behind a stack of rocks. Yeah, I will. Um. So, Flo, you said you were going to go straight up the middle? Yeah. Okay. Then I will uh, swing around and flank to the northwest side. Okay. Go ahead and move your token to where you want it to be. Okay. So, like, over there. Let me know if that's too far. Okay. Just so try to describe where you're at because we are going to eventually release these as podcast apps. So, here and there are. So, we are. Currently, I've been told southwest. <laughs> okay, and so there, it looks like there's a second ridge line that kind of goes along the, the northwest side of the camp. So I'm going to try to get up above that. Okay, so basically, yeah. So it looks like Arineal and and Gilly are kind of doing like a pincer, and then like Flo is going right up the middle. Okay. Uh, good suggestion in chat. Do we have a spare weapon? I think all of you have two weapons on you. Yeah, I have a short sword. Okay, perfect. That I'm. I don't necessarily yeah, we're about to have use very weapons. well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Cocky dwarf over here. Okay. Love the okay. confidence. Okay. You're lucky I missed like 50 times with my, you know, <laughs> my, my nameless thing or you'd be dead. All right. All right. So how, who's going to, who's going to get this thing started? We can do, uh, if, if you want, we can just say you all kind of converge at once. We do opening volleys um, and see whether or not. Like they notice you kind of coming up, or is there some other more interesting plan that you're looking to do here? Thank you, Stanley. Um, Arinial is bold, and she is on the opposite side of where Floy is. Uh, so Arinial would be fine to do sort of opening volley from the west side, um, and hit one of the um, one of the hill folk that is to the northwest of the fire. Okay, and draw the eyes that way. Okay. And thank you for those extra bits. All right, so Stanley. all right, we can move. So we can move into opening volley stage. So we can do that, uh, Gilly. I will say this though: if you, if you're looking I'm to not sneakily, stealth. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then you then you won't be doing an opening volley because you want to maintain that stealth roll to go mm-hmm. back. Perfect. All right, we're on the same page. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and throw everybody into the initiative tracker so we can kind of get started. Uh, and. Okay, 
Opening volley. Why is no one not? Why is no one on the darn thing? There we are. Okay. Opening volley. Uh, so, Floy, you kind of step out behind your little hiding place at the top of this ridge. You see up ahead, there's like the lookout who's just sort of peering around here and there. Uh, do you have a uh, do you have a ranged weapon? Do you have like a spear or something you're throwing at her? Yeah, I have a spear. All right, go ahead and make that ranged attack. And we are up to now sixty sixes. Um, that are sixty sixes. Uh, so go ahead and. Yeah, I'm uh, trying. The time is being a bit slow. Make sure you're targeting. There it goes. Okay, so you you step out from behind the rocks. You you you're at the top of the ridge. You hurl your spear, uh, and as she's kind of gazing, gazing, she looks at the very last second, and she sees this hurtling spear coming right at her head, and she just manages to tuck behind what looks like this bit of outcropping of rock, and the blade of the the spearhead clanks off of it just at the nick of time. Arineal, uh, you're up next. Opening volley. Uh, so Reniel has her bow, um, and so she is going to loose it on uh, the one that she has targeted. Uh, okay, so the big one. And she's going to do an extra d6. Yeah, go for it. Great okay. success. Go ahead. Uh, so that's on the big one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Do I want to do heavy blow or piercing blow? I guess I'll do piercing blow because I don't have. Um, this isn't my keen weapon. Uh, well, you've already got your. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and uh, burn a hate to get an extra d6 on my protection roll for this. All right, so I'm gonna take three points of damage uh, on my endurance. I'm gonna do my protection roll with a bonus. All right. Aww. Okay. So with a twenty-two, I do manage to overcome your your uh, your injury, uh, and uh, he is not immediately taken out of the fight in the way in which you killed the troll. Uh, okay. So that's opening round. Uh, I'm gonna say that those who were attacked this round, I'm gonna say they're gonna be able to act in the opening round of combat. But the other three, I'm gonna say they're still like too surprised to know what's going on. And so they're not even gonna get an opening round action. So the big guy in the lookout, they're gonna get an action. The other three won't. Uh, so let's go ahead and shift into stances. Uh, so go ahead and set your stances. forward <laughs> you only know one stance i'm pretty sure floyd's stance button is broken because that's all he ever is in <laughs> best stance. i'll do open uh and i'm assuming you're gonna stay gilly in like rearward or whatever it is yeah just because like at this point she's just trying to sneak in yeah you're not really looking you're just trying to yeah trying to keep stealthy sure okay uh, all right, uh, and then in terms of in terms of engagement, because only two of them are aware, you guys can go ahead and set your engagements this round. Uh, but if all of them are still around after this, they'll be able to set targets because they outnumber you. But because only two of them are kind of aware a fight is breaking out, 
uh, we'll set our targets. So, so Floy run like hops down from the ridge, runs across. Dwarves are natural sprinters. Scrambles up the the rocks and kind natural of reaches predators. around. Has the has the axe ready to swing down at this lookout. Go ahead and roll there, Floy. Your attack. Came out of success, clean seven damage. All right. Uh, no piercing blow, nothing like that. Nope. Right. It's a regular old swing. All right. All right. So she takes the hit. Easy peasy. Uh, okay, Orinil, you're you're up next. Okay. Uh, bow is away. Short sword is up, and she is going to go running it as well. Run to the edge of this ridge and just kind of hop down as you're yep. swinging down. In the process, go ahead and you're attacking the big one. Yep, and I am going to spend a fellowship point. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. I mean, yeah, I will. Uh, sword. Um. Oh no, that looked awful. So, like last second, she like trips on like a rock or something as she's like trying to jump over and just like misses her target. Yeah, you jump down, but you can see he's actually much quicker than you would kind of give him credit for, and he's able to just sort of swing, kind of swing his body out of the way. Maybe he taps you with, like, the the sort of the half side of his axe uh, to help sort of deflect your, your blow into the ground. Uh, okay, Gilly, you want to try... You want to try to... You're, so I'm, I'm not going to have you roll another stealth. Uh, your stealth okay. is so good, so you're good there. So you're just trying to essentially get all the way back into the rear parts of the camp without uh, without worrying about anything else. You're not trying to break your stealth. Yeah, you're just trying to I get wanna, back there. I want to try and get back there, not break my stealth, and then eventually find a spot to hide to break that cage open. Okay. So I think that main task, just moving across the battlefield, will work for this case. So we'll say okay. just move your move yourself, and you can like literally just get and hop down right near where that dead body has been nestled down. And so okay. Gilly, you just drop down. You see this huge slash across the chest for someone, and you find a little a uh, little handful of rocks, and you look out and you see uh, the elf in front of you. Uh, Erebon, uh, go ahead and roll an awareness. See if you notice this hobbit that pops out out of nowhere. You do. Your very keen elvish eyes notice, despite your your kind of malaise, you do see like just just this whir of of like this small little shadow that just quickly appears at the ridge line above where your cage is and just hops down and nestles behind what looks like a rock. You also hear the sounds of of battle beginning to unfold out in front. My Gavanan little one. Okay. So then uh, the the hill folk will go next. Again, only two of them are going to get their opening round actions. Only the ones that have been attacked. The other three are kind of still, like, they're scrambling around for their weapons. Uh, two of them were messing around with the cart. One of them was getting food. So they're, like, diving around for the weapons. The other two were ready. One of them had his, his weapon he was sharpening. The other one was literally serving as a lookout. Uh, so uh, the champion, the big one, is going to target Arineal. Uh The... Uh, the lookout will go ahead and obviously target Floy. Um, so the big one is going to yeah, so the big one is just going to kind of heft this huge axe, two-handed above, above his head. Now this person is, is you're not a short person 
Arenigo, you're fairly tall into yourself, but this one kind of towers over you as the full breadth of his height kind of stands over top of you, and he takes this big wind-up swing and smashes it down uh, on top of you. Uh, I will go ahead and just roll this straight up. This could hurt. Uh, not if I roll a freaking five. Uh, Sauron is not with me today. Uh, next, You rolled a Gandalf. That's what happened. I don't like that guy. <laughs> I don't like that guy. Uh, all right. So then the cook, the cart, the people, and then finally the lookout will go. We'll target Floy. Um, after the swing, kind of ducks down underneath, and then uh, it will kind of come back at you. I will burn a hate to get an extra bonus die on this because uh, I want to make sure I hit. So she's going to swing out at you. There we go. So as you scramble up... Oh, no. Yeah. As you, I, I realized that I haven't really been burning hate to get extra extra bonus die, and I was, I was doing a last perusal of like combat rules. I was like, oh, yeah, I can do this, can I? Um... All right, so this one's just going to heavy blow it, I think. So I got two extra successes. I'm just going to do heavy blows both times. 13 points of damage oh as Floyd. You scramble up. You swing out at this this lookout. And the lookout is able to kind of sidestep the worst parts of your swing. Uh, but it, you still manage to catch, catch her. But then she comes back down over top of you, but looks like this axe and gets you for 13 damage right down into your shoulder. All right, that's the end of that round. Um, now we're going to go to next round. Everyone can set stances. Uh, oh, you know what? Erebon? Was there something you wanted to try to do on your turn on that round? Uh, you're, I know you're stuck within a cage. Uh, Is there something you wanted to try to do? No, I would assume I don't have most of my gear. Uh, so I would just uh, make eye contact with the little lady that showed up and uh, watch what's unfolding, I guess. So how familiar how familiar are you with like the rules, like the combat tasks and things like that? Because you can also do things like um, you can potentially use a combat task in some ways. Uh, I, I read through that. I, I know how it works, but at the same time, I, I don't really know these people and I don't know sure. necessarily what's going on. So I think okay. I would just wait. All right. Sounds good. I just don't want to shortchange it. All right. Uh, go ahead and set your stances. No change for Renil. Okay. Yeah, no change. All right. Floy, you're up. You just took a, a big meaty swing down on top of your head. What do you do? It wasn't personal before, but now it's personal. <laughs> I'll swing back. Okay, go for it. Do you want a fellowship point or D6 or anything? Not this safe. is Floy you're talking to. Great success, so I'll spin it on a heavy blow. Yeah, go for it. 14 damage back. Yeah, describe your kill. <laughs> I just I just underestimated these guys, so I just like tank her axe into my shoulder and I leave it there and just swing back at her. Okay. Same shoulder hit. Yeah, and so you just swing back and you just feel like your your axe just land perfectly right in her side, and she just sort of shudders and falls limp to the ground uh, as, uh, yeah, that'll do it for her. Uh, okay, Arineal, you're next in open stance. 
All right. Uh, so I'm going to try again. Um, so now that I've, I'm not trying to do Floyd-like acrobatics with this kind of jumping off cliff nonsense. <laughs> I just need to kind of get my feet solidly on the ground um, and just take a solid swing and see what I can do. Billy's okay. not even watching. What were you showing off for, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I am going to take one of the D6s. There you go. All right. Uh, so I will go ahead and... Probably just heavy blow. It doesn't look like yeah, you heavy get to blow. your piercing. Yeah. 10 damage. Okay. Nothing I can do about it. So I will just take it. Okay. Champion v champion here. Oh. The cleverness. Uh, all right, Erebon and Gilly. Uh, either of you want to do anything over by the cage now? Um, is there a lock upon the cage? Uh, it does appear that there's some kind of sort of, sort of rope that seems to be jammed around, like wrapped up tightly, but you don't see like an actual lock with key requirement. No. So Gilly would like to kind of like move and kind of like use Erebon to hide behind. Sure. As she gets out her short sword and she's gonna uh like basically work on getting the rope off. Okay. Uh if you're trying to stay stealthy now, I'll say roll do a stealth test to see if you can do all that without them noticing. Um but if you fail, then they'll be you're still gonna be successful at cutting the ropes, that's not a problem. It's just a question of whether they see you while you're doing it. Okay. Okay. That's a success. At Yay. one point, you see one of the heads like kind of whip around of the guy who who's who's doing the cooking, and he looks and he kind of peers down at Erebon, but doesn't notice you as you have now like hidden in the shadow of Erebon in the in the kind of the back of the camp there. Uh, and then, okay, Gilly's back there. Um, hi. Uh, my it's not really the greatest time, but uh, we'd like to get you out of here, and I'm really sorry about your friend. Um. Yeah, my name's Gilly, and <laughs> she's just trying to be <laughs> quiet. And <laughs> you have my thanks, for I do not wish to die. I am Erebon. Okay. Uh, hopefully, you know how to fight. Uh, I'm not really great. <laughs> so, you, so Erebon, you see as she's just sort of carving through the ropes that are tying the, the the cage like this is a crude cage it's salvage it's not something that's particularly well made uh but they've what they've been doing is while they sleep they put you in the cage but during the day you've been pulling the cart for them essentially um so if you want why don't you roll like an athletics test Erebon, to see if you can knock the with her now with now with gilly cutting open the cutting open the ropes uh if you can knock this out you can just jump into the combat next round okay so, Gilly, you finish cutting through the ropes, and or as you're, you get close enough where Erebon, you can just kind of lay a little bit of your strength into it, and you hear the last bits of the rope just sort of rip and tear apart as the gate swings open, and Erebon, you'll be able to do whatever you want next round. Um, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Uh, let's continue then to uh, the, the hill folks. Now, I'm going to now do assignments here. So, because they technically outnumber you, the guy who's been cooking is going to charge at Floy. Uh, one of the one of the people that were by the cart is also going to charge at Floy, and 
I'm going to assign another one over to Arineal because they're still not 100% sure what's going on. He peeked back. He looked. He didn't see anything. The two of you were managing to open up the cage stealthily. So they're still just assuming there's two active combatants in the fight. And so for this round, at least, uh, it's going to be two on Arineal and two on Floy. Uh, so the champion will go next. Uh, he will target... Um, yeah, he'll target... Hmm. He's going to target Arineal. I'm going to spend one point to get this attack at Favored. Oh. Uh, I'm going to use its Fierce Folk ability. Uh, and then you are... T the recommendation to chat that we should run away as fast as Airborne can run. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Uh, all right, so this is going to be favored. Take the best. All right. And I still miss, uh, just barely. I was wondering if I should have spent an extra hate, uh, but I didn't. Now I regret it. Uh, so despite the fact that you are now outnumbered at as they bring the axe down, you manage to sidestep it just in time. It's a fairly large axe. It's kind of slow moving. If it hits you, it hurts, but you do manage to, to step underneath it, and it smashes down into the ground. Um, next up, it will be one of the, the cook that charged at Floy after the, uh, the lookout died. Uh, all right. So it'll go ahead and take Floy as its target. I'm going to burn a hate. I'm going to, I'm going to burn a point to get this at, um, at favored using its fierce folk ability. It's going to swing at you with its ax. Um, I'm going to burn another hate to get a bonus die as well. I'm going to take this freaking dwarf out. How much hate do you have? Uh, four. Though, uh, why did I tell you that? I don't really know. Um, <laughs> as a GM or as a person? As a, <laughs> as a I person. I notice how there's four of us. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got a nine on that feet That's die. a lot. I can use one, so I can do a piercing blow, which will get me, yeah, I can do a piercing blow with one of these. Okay, I'm going to do a piercing blow and a heavy blow, uh, so it's nine points of damage oh my uh, gosh. on Floy, and Floy, you need to make a protection test against the, against the axe that just swooped down on top of you to avoid, to avoid a wound. Okay, you um, are protected. Like yeah, it's that mithril, that new mithril you have. Is again, it slashes down through you. It catches your arm, kind of drives uh, drives the the blade of the axe down from right where your your neck was almost unprotected, and tries to carve down the side of your arm, almost like it's trying to just rip your arm right off with it. Uh, but the mithril is enough to to keep it from from injuring you too significantly. Uh, next up, it'll be the other raider. I'm going to do the same thing I just did with this other one that is now on Floy. I'm going to burn some hate to target old Floy. Bonus die. Feet. Favored. So I'm using Fierce Folk and I'm just burning it. Uh, only one this time. Oh, so this that's a... I'm sorry. I will... I don't think they're gonna last too long. I'm just gonna add more damage. I feel like I'm wearing them down. 
So seven yeah, more. Where are you at, Floyd? Oh, there. Yeah, that's I'm in single digits. Oh <laughs> no! Oh my three. God, Jeff. What? <laughs> Me? What? Me? You're not allowed to play holler anymore. I I don't <laughs> I know it's savage. No I mean, a lot of savage rules. I feel I like and I I enjoy killing uh, players. Not the characters, the players themselves. Can I eat a wound here as well? Oh, oh no. no! Oh no! Uh, go ahead and mark your wounded thing, and we'll do the roll. Let me see. I think I made something for it. Yeah, wound severity table. If you want to roll on that, it's in the roll table folder. Okay. On the upper right. Okay. Uh, so where do you think it's hitting you? Like as they're kind of coming around and hacking at you here and there, where do you think the injury, uh, where did they get you this time? Uh, they're getting me in my shoulders. Okay. So, yeah. So just because they're trying, because you're, you're shorter than them. And so they're constantly they're just bringing their axes down vertically on you, like your head dodging out of the way, but it's frequently getting you. And maybe your shoulder is separated or something by the, the blunt of the axe. Uh, okay. I think uh, there's one more on Arineal, I believe. Uh, and so Arineal, this one's going to target you. Yep. This one's going to do similar I'm going to be spending some hate here. Arineal is going to look over and see that there's some destruction happening to Floy. Oh, don't worry. I'm not leaving you out. Uh, as these uh, are fairly fairly strong. I can't get a piercing blow out of this, so I'm just going to do a heavy blow. Nine points of damage. Ouch. As you are now... Uh, being overwhelmed by two of them. But the good news is is that we are switching to a new round. At this point, the sound of the the cage kind of wrenching free. Some of the combatants turn around and they notice that two of you have, uh, like, or at least ever, at least Erebon himself is kind of broken free and they start yelling alarms. And so we now have an actual new combatant. Um, Gilly, do you give the short sword to to Arabon yeah. or okay yeah I give him my short sword would I so also the, know where my gear was that they took from me in the cart for sure gotcha yeah uh, but you can you can if you want you can just grab a short sword for now yeah I'll take the short uh, sword for now yeah and it's so it's in the items director if you want to drag it over um, got it okay uh, so uh, let's talk about stances uh, what y'all thinking. And all of this is all four. Yeah, there's uh, four. So it's it's even now. So you're all going to be able to set your assignments, your engagements. Yeah, so offensive. Okay. okay. Gilly is going to stay rearward. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Floyd, what are you thinking? I'm still on horde. <laughs> you are insane. <laughs> you're insane. I'm going to kill him. Def- defensive might be a good idea. Just saying. Okay. It's just 1d6, it's fine. Yeah. You, <gasps> you are brave, right? That is one of your Okay. No, traits. just proud You're and It's yours. <laughs> no, I'm just dumb. One of my things is just dumb. <laughs> You're proud stubborn? to use a shield. Are you stubborn? <laughs> uh, okay. Are dwarves stubborn? Does, does that track? My... Well, I mean, some of them are, uh, I'm sure. 
Uh, let's see. Um, so now I'm going to have to assign one of the... So one of these is going to end up probably chase... One of these is going to probably run back towards Erebon and take care of the uh, and take care of the cage. So, Floyd, there's probably only going to be a one on you. Um, we'll say the one... The male, the, the male raider that's on you uh, will will run back. Uh, so you see him start to start to kind of move back. Um, so essentially I'm assigning him works a little differently. I'm not sure if you've, how much combat you've watched yet, Steven, but, um, okay. Uh, Floyd, it's your turn. As you see, one of them has turned around and is kind of chasing down. You see the cage behind, uh, in the back of the, in the back of the camp is now freeing, you know, is now freeing this elf Floyd. You see one of them move away and you're left with just one target engaged with you. What do you want to do? Come on now. You're going to regret not finishing me off. I'll just keep attacking her. Yeah, that'll do it. Piercing blow. Uh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she have any hate? I will. I will burn a hate to get an extra die on my protection roll. Oh, and no. I do not take. I do not take a wound. Uh, but I do take damage. that seven points of damage as you uh, you manage to hack her uh, right in the side. You can hear the wind almost kind of expunge out of her breath like that. Uh, we're going to move over to Open Stance. Arineal, you're up. you still got two of them on you. Um, you. You have noticed that combat seems to have changed. Floyd has managed to take one out. Uh, and it looks like a new combatant is ready to enter into the fray. All right. Uh, she would like to spend a fellowship point um, to... Um, sorry about that. I had to sneeze. Um, Thanks, Tools Twitch. You got four ooh. more. I don't know um, why they like you guys so much. It's weird. Oh, I'm going to spend one of them. Turtle change as I play more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't worry. That's for sure. They're going to be, right. gonna be and... like, here's, here's a couple. Hundred, but just caveat, Steven can't use any of them. You'll be getting tons more bits, but they'll all go to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, These uh, have to specifically be used to kill uh, Steven's Help. character. All right, so this should... It was keen, which means it's already piercing. Yeah. And so I spent it on the extra damage. And that is a wise choice, as that will take him to zero endurance. And you see... as So describe how you take him out here. Uh, so I... Again, just kind of saw that Floyd's been, you know, kind of taking some damage, and that just kind of gives me some extra. And so I just, um, it's just kind of the torque, you know, kind of like just a swing of that sword, um, you know, almost baseball swing, like just kind of through the midsection. Okay, sounds good. So the big, uh, big champion guy falls down; his long hafted axe just goes clattering to the ground. Uh, Arabon, you're in defensive stance. Uh, the one there's one that's engaged with you is this one that's kind of moved back. So you right. are freely able to step up and do something to him if you like. Um, so main action normally includes uh, picking up a weapon that was previously dropped. Would that count as like me grabbing the sword from Gilly then? No, I'm gonna say that happened in the last round, like. Okay. You guys did it. You guys, I don't, I don't want to take you out of another round of action. So we'll say this: the short sword was handed over to you. So you have the short sword in hand. So okay. uh, you, then I will uh, try to feel the weight of the sword a little bit as I start walking towards uh, the hill folk that I assume is running towards me, stepping out of the cage a little bit. 
Okay. Yeah, uh, exactly. And how do I specifically target in yeah, Foundry? Click. So there's a couple different shorthands. I do. I click the. I click the token I want to target, and I press T. I think you guys what? Double you guys right double, click. You can also you double, double right, right click. click. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Okay, you also, um, one of the other things to think about doing is you can spend stuff so you have hope or, you know, if you're using one of your distinctive features or if you wanted mm -hmm. to tap into, like, the audience purchase stuff as well. So those are types of things when you pop up, you can add right, right. various stuff. I'm good okay. with this for now, though. Just That's fine. Just stepping forward and uh, swiping at him, but my heart's not really in it yet. I, I'm just getting out of the cage, and I'm still kind of tired and worn. Fair enough. Uh, Gilly. Okay, so Gilly finally got her task done. So she's looking around the battlefield and she sees this one guy coming up and he's engaging with this guy. But then she also sees Floyd and I presume I don't really I kind of see a Reniel, but I don't really see who's attacking her because the rocks, I presume. Yeah, so but you do see a very tall man with an axe just suddenly fall backwards into the ground as axe going scattering. So you get the presumption that she might be doing decently well, at least. Okay. As it looks yeah. like she's taken one of them out. So Gilly's just like, okay, so then, but she, so she's going to target the one closest to Floyd because that's really, the other guy's kind of close. Okay. Um, I am going to spend one of uh, our dice, Melissa. Okay. One, one quick thing. Um, is Floyd your fellowship focus? Yeah. Okay, oh, he got catch. wounded. Yeah. Which Thank means you. you get a shadow point. Okay. Yeah, as you look over at him, you can see his arms just sort of drooping down. Blood is just sort of dripping down from his arm, and it's barely even usable at this point as he's just sort of trying to lift it up and get into the combat fight. But he's still, like Floyd does. All he knows is offense. The best defense yeah. is a good offense for Floyd. <laughs> so she's that's that's got her a little nervous. So okay. Um, I really want to hit this. So Melissa, I'd like to spend two actually. Got it. And I still fail. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Maybe it's the flickering flames of the fire that you have to, you know, kind of shoot over. It's mm -hmm. having that kind of oasis sort of feel to it. It's just sort of blurring your vision just ever so slightly, just enough for your arrow to go barely wide. Which means I now have the opportunity to kill not one, but two characters. All right. So first of all, I'm going to attack uh, Steven for the first time. Um Savor the moment. I know you've been looking forward to I it. I am going to burn <laughs> so much hate right now. Uh, and I'm also, going to, hate. I'm also going to have this character burn a bunch of hate uh, to make this attack even better. And plus you're in defensive, so that's going to hurt one of my dies. So I'm gonna get um I'm gonna hate to get a bonus die. Okay, here we go. So it's gonna charge in, and as you you, you sort of surprise it as you have a sword, which is uh, and uh, and it could just shout some kind of alarm, and then it's going to try to sweep at you and attack. And uh, all hail Sauron, uh, as uh, Sauron has once again uh, come to dinner. Um, Thank you, Aaron. Oh, Aaron, thanks so much Aaron. for helping me kill the characters here. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so what you can do, Stephen, is right in the chat window, see where it says protection roll test. You can just click on that right there. Now, 
when it does the pop-up, if you wanted to spend like a fellowship point or something like that to get a bonus die, or if you wanted to spend uh, one of our audience points for a bonus die, you can. Yeah, I mean, Aaron just donated along with a couple others, so I'll take a bonus die from that pool. Okay. (laughs) He specifically just said he wants to make it easy for me to murder the fellowship. I think you think you think you've missed an important word. I'm an English. I am. I think I know how to read. Uh, okay. Oh, no. Sadly, I've immediately wounded Stephen. Oh my gosh! Kavash. Yes. Uh, all right. So Stephen, over in oh. the over in the uh, the roll table table submenu, there's a wound severity table. Just go ahead and roll on that. Uh, all right. So this one is not day. so one day. So it's not so bad. One so day. you're yeah, no you're day. in defensive. Maybe that you managed to get the short sword down just in time to keep it from being anything worse. But you're not like you said as used to the balance yet, and it still manages to just kind of drive its axe right into like your thigh, and you feel just a little bit of the blade kind of crack into crack into the meat of your leg. Uh, next up, it's going to be uh, a raider that's toe to toe. With Floyd, sadly, get a hit. Sadly, I don't have a lot left to do anything with here, so I it's just a straight up attack on Floyd here. But this is it. Come on, Sauron, you can do it. Put a little power to it. Oh my fucking god, that's the third one. Sauron is with me. Uh, okay, so you're gonna take. 13 <gasps> points of damage. So you just, yeah, you just go out. You're not dead, uh, mm-hmm. you're, but your endurance is at zero and you're effectively okay. out of the fight. Uh, okay, I only rolled a two on my, my feet die, so I really couldn't uh, I really couldn't get the piercing blow on you, but uh, but I did roll a couple sixes on my success die. And I, I tell you, man, it's fun. It's really fun. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so Floyd goes down uh, a few steps away over by Arineal, who has just taken out the champion, the leader of this uh, this clan of raiders here, is going to target Arineal and try to do the same thing. I'm running out of hate, uh, but I do have enough. I can spend one, so I'm going to make this favored. Uh, so I'm going to use my Fierce Folk. Uh, ability and roll at favorite against Arineal. That will hit. Uh, go ahead and make your protection Goodness. roll, but you can again you can burn you can burn audience points if you want to add to your protection roll. Yes, please. I yeah, go ahead. It's only a regular success too, so it's five points of damage, and then you got to roll. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, oh go ahead and roll on my the gosh. Go ahead and roll on the uh, injury table there. Melissa, I don't please. want to. We get I, Steven. We die. Uh, I think we see the connection, right? So this I will see be it Steven. plain as day. This will be Stephen's last. Yeah, uh, holler. Jeff's bloodthirsty is what I'm seeing. Only two days. <laughs> only two days. It's not so bad. Not so bad. I'm sorry to have brought this down on you all. <laughs> you didn't deserve it. Uh, wow. All right. Floy is out. Uh, but uh, we are starting a new round. Uh, okay, Rineal, you're still up. Uh, Arabon and Gilly, so stances for the three of you. Yeah, sticking in defensive. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm still going to try and shoot her. Switch to defensive if I can. Okay. You might as well go into the defensive and then and then burn the audience points for a favored and yeah, that's points. what I was yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Arrhenial, Erebon are both in defensive now, uh, and I'm going to say that this one that took out Floy is going to. I mean, your closest to you, uh, Arrhenial, probably is going to end up engaging with with yeah. you. Uh, no. Uh, so it's what one, two, three. All right. Uh, and and you're still staying in in rearward, right there, yeah. Gilly. Mm-hmm. All right, Rinal, you're up first. Oh my god! Because I don't have my sword or anything anymore. I give it to Airborne. It's funny. It's funny. You just learned that one rule that I could burn hate to get extra bonus die, and I because I completely forgot about it. Uh, and suddenly <gasps> the combats just look way more deadly, don't they? Yeah. Way deadly. Yeah. Look at that. All right, I am going to look hit this thing. Who would have thought? I am going to... I took off my ankle weights, and I'm ready to go. I've been playing with ankle weights this whole time. Goku right. taking off his... <laughs> his key. All right, I needed to um, target a different one, because the other one I killed. So I'm going to use my keen sword sword, and I'm going to spend a fellowship point, and I'm going to spend uh, two... Of our audience. All right, three points of damage. We're down Not to a lot of damage. Fellowship. Bringing it back, though. Bringing it back. Not a lot of damage. Uh, that's the. I think that's the first damage he's taken, unfortunately. So he'll be around, looks like, for the next round. Uh, Erebon, you're up. Okay. Uh, how many audience points do we have left? Five. Five. Okay. Uh. I walked forward and I took a half-hearted slash and I got cut in return and that kind of awakened something in me and I I start to realize that this is real and I need to put some heart into this Uh, and I will uh, burn two of those audience dice. There you go. That that looks good. Oh boy. That's a good one right there. Okay, and uh, how I'm gonna burn one of those for piercing then, or use one uh, of the successes for piercing? Yeah. So your short sword, um, Ashley, oh, is, seven. is it? Does it have any um, have any rewards added onto it, or is it just no, a regular? No, it's just my okay. bow. Yeah. Okay, so it's just regular. All right. Uh, okay, uh, all right. I'll turn it into heavy blow then. Yeah. Uh, so that would just do extra damage. Yeah, for yeah, both for of those. Hmm. Uh, do I have to roll something for that? Uh, you should be it able. Should it should have okay. a pop up, and you just click OK. If you, you just select heavy blow from that pop up, and then you hit OK, and it should roll the damage. I for might you. have closed the pop up by accident. I do not see it. Uh, okay, no worries. Um, heavy blow is. It adds your strength. So what is your strength? Well, yeah, what's your strength? My strength rating is six. So six, and you had? Did you have two heavy blows? I had two successes. Yes. Okay, so two extra successes. Uh, so that's, the basic damage of a sword sword is three. So it's 12. So it's 15 points of damage. All right. Right. Ooh. Am I doing my math Sorry right? Sorry about that. Yeah. No worries. Okay. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he collapses. <laughs> All right. As, that's what I want to hear. Yes. As you have uh, taken out uh, the cook, 
And he was your best friend. You know, he's the one who, who treated you nice, gave you food, and now you killed him. I don't have friends, it's, Jeff. I believe you. <laughs> uh, Gilly, it's your turn. Uh, there we go. Gilly, Gilly saw Man, this is, Floyd this is going just kind of like uh, drop to exciting. his knee as he Oof. took that wound, and now he's just kind of collapsed on the ground. And um, do I take another one because he took another wound? Or he did, didn't take he a didn't... second wound. He just okay, took cool. his endurance was depleted. That's all. Um. So I so am... Floyd. Actually, we might want to backtrack a second for Floyd here. There's something I, right. I should tell you. Um, so there is something we never do, and you might want to do it here on this. Uh, you you oh you would yeah yeah yeah. It's, it's called knockback. Knock we never do this. Um, so sometimes an attack is so powerful that a fighter prefers to roll with the punches and reduce the force of the blow by giving ground. So once each round, player heroes can have the endurance loss caused by a successful attack rounding up um, by choosing to instead be knocked back. So they will spend their next main action recovering their fighting position. So basically what you could have done is you could have cut the damage that she did to you with her your attack with her attack in half and if that wouldn't have dropped you to zero you could still be in the fight you just wouldn't have been able to take an attack this turn because you would have spent your main action scrambling back up towards her oh i see uh, that would have been nice enough That's you could do it now i don't mind rolling because uh, she has well, a, that she hasn't, that wouldn't have helped it wouldn't have helped okay so yeah that would if i did have like every attack yeah but it's too late for that but it does mean you wouldn't be able to get your attacks off, though, because it right. means your main task is is replacing your combat. So you're basically right. like defending yourself like a little tanking, bit more, and yeah, yeah. and foregoing an, an attack. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, Gilly, go ahead, and you're still attacking the one that just took out Floy. You muted. Yeah, I'm still attacking the one that attacked Floy. Um, can I have a dice, please, Melissa? Uh, of course. Actually, there's there's infinite number of digital dice in Foundry, so oh, you're asking them. Oh, Fuck, damn it! Performance anxiety. Gilly just I can't guess. shoot tonight. Shooting blanks, as I believe, which like that. Uh, I don't I'm think sorry. that's a problem I have. Apparently, it seems to be, <laughs> as that's two <laughs> shots in a row. She normally has a sort. Short sword that like acts as a counterbalance to her, and she's leaning a little too far left. <laughs> she's too now. light. She's too light right now. Yeah. There we go. Uh, okay, so uh, the raider that was on Floyd will uh, engage instead with Erebon, uh, I think, since uh, I think we'll make it even. Uh, and Arineal has, has got one on her. So we got one on Erebon, one on Arineal. Uh, the one on Erebon will go. Doesn't I don't have anything. I, it's just a straight up attack. There's nothing I can special I can do with it. So I am out of resources, uh, and that will be a miss. Uh, then the one that's on. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the one I put on. I, I was accidentally targeting a Reniel, so I'll just do it in inverse order. My bad. So this okay. one will attack. They have the same stats, so it's a big deal. So this one's going to. So the next one's going to be on Erebon. So the first one swung at Erinio, uh and missed. Now this next one's going to swing at Erebon. and we'll hit. Of course I will. Okay, so this is a wound. Uh, so you might want to use whatever you can to get as much. Um, 
You know what you can do, uh, Erebon? Uh, I believe you should look at your... I think it's your your cultural... Uh, your cultural Eligible. virtue. You might want to burn that here so you automatically pass your protection test so that you don't die. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Uh, I will use my centuries of training, my elven skill. If I'm not miserable, I can spend one point of hope to achieve a magical success on a skill roll. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Okay. Uh, we go to the top of the round. Uh, uh, I still take the five damage to my endurance, though. Yes, right? the endurance still happens. It was just the it was just a protection roll test. Uh, Arenial, Erebon, you guys you two staying in defensive? Yes. Yeah. Man, this is this is on a nice edge. All right, Arenial. What do you want to do? Um, gosh. I hate being selfish with, I feel like I've done most of the fellowship, but I also don't want to die. So let me, I'll tell you this. So, the one that's on Erebon uh, looks to be fairly wounded. Uh, definitely in a worse state than the one that's on you, Arineal. Uh You've only done a kind of a light light wound against it. It doesn't seem to be in that much that much damage. Um, so I'll keep take, that in mind. I'll take a fellowship. Okay. Um, but I'll leave one, leave two fellowship and two d sixes. Okay. Damn it! All right. So you're rolling at ill favored, right? Why am I rolling it ill favored? I think because are you? Uh, She's spending what, fellowship. Well, no, I mean it. It, it rolled you at ill at ill favored. Yeah, it, it gave you the lowest of the two. Yeah. Mm. Uh, because of weary. Oh, you're weary. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're weary and you're below. Okay. Yeah, I see. All right. Uh, Arable, uh Yeah, Arabon. Arabon. Excuse me. I'm still gonna use your name. Okay, uh, I will burn the one of the audience d sixes here. Okay. Okay. One left. Okay. Nice. Okay, and you see as I'm doing, I'm having that problem again where I'm freezing up. Oh no. Okay. This one, not dead yet, uh, but definitely <sighs> leans down a bit, winded. Gilly, can you take, uh, she definitely seems like the best one. She's, she's primed to get taken out, if you could possibly finish her off. The one that's on your elvish friend. Yeah, we'll see. Ugh. Uh... I can't oh spend a hope. I thought for sure you guys had this one, so Renil took the big guy out. Yeah. Uh, I Why guess can't you spend a hope? Uh, it'll make me miserable, but I guess I'll do it anyways. 
uh, control click, right? Or there we go. <laughs> Stanley says that all my hate makes my heart and computer cold and frozen as ice. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fair point. That's um, a fair point. And then, since I'm weary, I'm gonna spend one of our fellowship to make it not ill-flavored or ill-favored. Okay. Sauron's Sauron's my my Mick. Um, we're doing a Rocky montage. I'm Rocky. <laughs> Sauron is Mick. <laughs> Come on, Rock. Just got his little cap on, chasing a the chicken. There you go. There it is, and that'll do it. Uh, I think. Okay. Hang on, how much damage did you do? No, four points of damage is not enough, actually. No, wait, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, you're you good. need to roll for a wound. Unless the damage is enough. I can do damage. Oh, yeah. Uh, damage actually, the iron actually wasn't enough because uh, it had six, it went down to two, but the wound is enough to kill it. These only, mm -hmm. This one only has a might of one. Uh, so this one will fall. So yes, you do in fact take the one. So Erebon, you're standing there, you're swinging, you're parrying, and all of a sudden you go, and you just see an arrow just take it right and right dead smack in the, in the heart and you see she falls in front of you that's now twice now just... you've saved me little one please we need i don't I, floy fell and and gilly will use what little mov movement she has to start to come forward okay <laughs> all right okay so new round um any stance changes? Actually, no, wait, I'm sorry, the raider gets to go. The one that's on Arineo, my bad. Oh, darn uh, it. Thought I was gonna forget, did you? Here goes. Uh, I don't have anything to spend, so it's just a straight up attack on you. And you are in defensive, so it's not yes, I gonna am. be easy to hit, especially when I roll a no. one. So it ineffectually swings. You can tell he's exhausted and he's looking around. He's seeing all of his, his yeah. playmates are falling around him. Uh, so top of the round, uh, Arineal, you get to go first. All Usually, right. Do, do you want uh, you're top of the round, I'm going to change my uh, uh, stance to uh, forward. Okay. Then you're actually first. Oh, okay. Is it goes it goes by Sorry, Aranial. Not trying to cut in front of you there. Go right ahead. Uh, Infinite Monkey Tales, thank you for the raid. We are playing Ooh, uh welcome. One Ring Second Edition tonight. Uh appreciate it. We are introducing a new character tonight, and uh we are just Sacrificing finishing up facing our uh an extraordinarily <laughs> close fight. Our lives to see. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh secondary action, would I be able to get over to that last raider? Uh, absolutely, yeah, it's close enough. Okay. Uh, then I will just uh, straight up swing on him now that I've I, I've seen that the majority of the danger has passed. Uh, I'm starting to come to life now, and uh, I will not burn any bonus dice. Oh. And that's what happens. Oh, that no. is what happens. <laughs> I, uh, I enjoy when Steven gets all cocky. He's like, I'm going to go into forward stance and I'm going to do this and I'm, I'm going to tell I don't got to do anything. Snake eyes. And one you of those know what, Jeff, I enjoy making you happy. So I, I'm glad. I'm glad it worked I out. I don't think you. that's true. I feel like I've known you long enough to know that that is an utter lie. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I'm increasingly lying. So I, I, I gotta... <laughs> <laughs> all right, Aridio, you're up. Um, I right, will say. This is the last one, right? 
Yeah, and I will say we did this before, and so it's only fair for me to offer it to you. You do this wouldn't have affected Eberron's role, but I will give you an advantage of of plus one bonus because you do are you are kind of flanking this guy, and we did that last time with the wargs, so it's only fair to give you that bonus as well. Uh, you rolled Snake Eyes, so it wouldn't have affected your role um, at all, uh, but Arinio, you can take it because it might affect yours. Okay, I I. S- would like to still leave a fellowship and an audience dice because for the next party need to do some healing i believe yeah it's gonna be rough Mm -hmm. okay um go right ahead sorry that's a pause for sneeze we're trying to do a professional show here (laughs) melissa come on allergies allergies (laughs) allergies At least she was muted for the sneeze. Melissa forgot to take her allergy pill last night, so she's been like, she's just getting wrecked by her allergies today. Oh my god, another set of double ones. Look at that. But at least, at least those extra fellowship points will be there for the next party. So that's that's great. All right, Gilly, you're still in rearward. You are up. Can you do something about this? Let's try and shoot him. Go for it. I'm going to, if they're up, I'm still going to make a resolve. I'm going to make a like a little test here and see if if they're going to try to run. As they now, now, mind you, Shorting mind it. you, every uh, I'm miserable, so it's ill favored now, and I really want to save that dice for healing. But it's for Floy. For Floy, yeah. It's for Floy, yes. everything we do, we do it for Floy. Oh, we're doing great. We're doing great, Infinite Monkey. You're doing. I mean, I'm feeling good. Oh, no. But there you go. Oh, you got it. Okay, good. Okay. Gandalf shows up at the last second. Four points of damage. Uh, That is not enough to take him out. No. However, uh, it It is is a grievous fell. So I don't Uh, know if it's. Okay, so I'm trying to remember what those mean off the top of my head. Stay hydrated in chat. It, it should be it should be in your character sheet if you look at the rewards it should tell you so yeah fell weapon oh, yeah. is raise the injury rating by two and then oh, a yeah. grievous weapon is raise the damage rating of that weapon by one okay yeah never mind all right I'm so those are all the they thing. should be accounted for yeah okay so because uh, i think it's normally it's base damage three and you got the extra mm-hmm. one it's enough to bring yeah. it down and i'm going to say this is that what it's going to do is i'm going to roll I'm gonna roll a test here to see. I'm gonna do one of those kind of like morale type tests as it sees everyone here. I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll a feet die. I'm gonna roll a d6. I'm gonna see if it passes. Yeah, it's going to look around at this point um, with a total of an 11, which is not going to be enough for uh, what I wanted on its morale. It's going to look around, and it's going to attempt to run, to flee. Uh, he's still, he's not wounded, so he can he can move. He's taken a couple hits, but he sees his, his kind of clan leader on the ground. He sees the mm-hmm. rest of you. I mean, like, although they've managed to take one of you out, three of you are still up. Blood is everywhere. People are wounded. And it's going to take this opportunity and its combat task, and he's just going to scramble up the uh, the rocks here and try to flee. Now we'll move to the next round, and you guys can tell me: Do you want to let him flee, uh, or do you want to chase him down? 
And so if you want to chase him down, we'll stay in combat. Uh, we'll stay in combat initiative. Um, but it's up to you. Reniel would switch to rearward, and um, if she can swap out for her bow, she would like to shoot him. Okay. Uh, I think that's fair. Um, he did scramble up, so I'll say... Um, no, I mean, you guys have enough negatives on you. Uh, yeah, we'll say go ahead and anybody who's got a ranged weapon, you don't have a Do spear. Do you like an opportunity attack? Well, yeah, if you're not, if you, so if the two of you aren't chasing, uh, in this case, this is a special case where I think it makes sense to have more than one person in rearward because it's running away. So the two of you can fire. So go ahead and both of you resolve a ranged attack against uh, against the fleeing uh, A closing fleeing volley. Yeah, a closing <laughs> volley. Well said. It's a miss by Gilly. It's an arrow trying to target an arc over that ridge. Same thing for Rineal. Erebon, what do you want to do? Because you don't have a bow on you currently. Seeing that he would run, I would have no further interest in this fight whatsoever. Uh, And I would start rummaging through the cart for uh, my item, specifically pulling out a rather large spear. Okay. Uh, So I'm going to say then, because both of your attacks missed... I'm going to say, and you can tell me if this is unfair, but I think because both of them miss and because Erebon went and, and is, isn't chasing and Floy is down, there's really no one chasing. I'm going to say at this point, he's going to put some distance mm-hmm. uh, yep. and yep. and we'll, we'll end the combat there with one of them having fled. Okay. That was intense. How did you like the, your first combat, Steven? <laughs> oh, it was fun. Um, I, I, I hit a guy. I got hit. Yeah. What more can you ask for from a fight? Yeah, I uh, I hate hate. I don't like it. (laughs) What? It was great. I like that it moves fast. I really like it. It does. It does. It's also it's also kind of simple. There's not like a thousand different things you can do, but there's a handful of different things which I I like. Just enough options. Exactly. It's just that it's just enough stuff that you feel like there's some tactics and decision making, but not so much that it feels overwhelming at times. Okay, so you all. all look around you survey Erebon you get all your things you can go ahead your inventory is fully accessible to you now uh, presumably you probably give Gilly back her sword but Gilly you rush over uh, I'm guessing towards Floy mm-hmm. dwarfs on the ground you can see he's unconscious Arrhenio. but alive yes Floy and and she'll like wave you over as she's like suddenly like digging through her pack trying to find like any healing products and stuff that she has and she's like limping over wounded herself. Mm-hmm. So how many people got wounded? I think Floyd's wounded, Erebon is wounded, wounded, and Rineal. Okay. Yeah. Um, so as you're going through your things, do we want to do, are you looking to do heal rolls to try to reduce the the recovery time of your your wounds? Uh, well, I would, after gathering my things, I would first join them over Floyd and uh leaning heavily on my spear I know the most basic of the elven healing arts I will attempt it should you wish it um yeah I mean well cause what you're one day a one day wound Arrhenial how long is yours two and then Floyd's was how many days a wreath Three. Yeah, no one had a really terrible wound. So it was, okay, you actually so had nothing. pretty good rolls on your wound. Is Floyd in danger of dying now? Yes, no. he needs a healing roll within one hour because he 
He didn't get oh, a second. All, I didn't get the second one. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, okay. First I never got the second one. I didn't. I didn't have high enough. I rolled like a two or something on the feet that I couldn't get. So we just. Okay, so then I think we should at least maybe get out of here, <laughs> and then and then we can worry about. I think there is a. I think there is a window. I don't remember that window is, but I think there is a window for how long after the the wound to sort of get that An reduction. Hour. Okay. So yeah, I mean, hours enough. I think you guys can scramble away. Maybe at least get back to your camp if you want. Um, I have been pulling this cart for many days. I would be willing to pull it one more if it will help us carry your dwarven friend. Uh, Gilly will help you pull the cart. Yeah, okay. and we can get Floy in there. I'll just kind of give her a little smirk. Like, I appreciate the help, little one, but you have done enough for me. I can handle this. Hey, I can help, okay? I know I'm small, but Floy is my friend, and we need to get out of here. And and that at that point, Gilly will grab her side of it, and she'll start tugging. Now, come on. Perhaps you could push from the back, and I'll grab okay. both handles and start pulling. Fine, okay. and she'll go back there. Okay. And Arinia will walk uh, next to our new companion and say, "I, I, I don't know what uh, terrible ills have befallen you, but um, it's fortuitous that we." came upon you this morning. I am Aurelio. I am Erebon. I am the lost child of Linden, as I call myself. I just kind of let out a little laugh. I... These are dark days, but most of the darkness I have brought on myself, so thank you for freeing me. We are unfortunately going toward the darkness. There have been many happenings here in the nearby areas, and we are seeking to do what we can to avert some dangers ahead. If you... A noble goal. I admire it. If you spend time with us, if that's something you might want to do, unfortunately, we have had more of these types of encounters in the last few weeks than I've had in all my life before this time. But a sharp spear is maybe welcome. I can empathize with your situation. Let us get your friend to safety and I would love to hear more of your story. First things first, indeed. Okay, so we'll say uh, you manage to get the cart. Uh, you load up Floy. Um, you get all your things. Uh, Before we left, there was like a, a chest thing kind of near the cage. Was mm -hmm. that like an actual chest or was that just? Yeah, indeed it was. Uh, you do see a lot of uh, kind of various treasures and things like that uh that you can there's enough there's probably enough room on the cart to fit okay. Floy. i mean that's been yeah. carrying a lot of things uh for the past several days um we'll dive into that more when we get to safety and see how much Arabon overheard and how much one other thing um Arania wanted to take a look at that body that was there mm -hmm. and kind of on her way over to the body she'll sort of look back at Arabon um and just say with was this a traveling companion? No, they were simply a fellow victim. 
One of her people you would probably recognize, Erevan. You, you would probably be able to recognize Irineal just from her manner and her dress as a ranger of the north, and this mm. is another one. Um, kind of a male, mid, mid middle-aged, uh, not not of, of you know, the lineage of no, probably no blood of the Dunedain, not tall enough, probably, uh, but you do. You, you might have even spent a couple days together as captives before maybe he, he tried to make an escape or something or, or mouth off one too many times. And there were there were more of these hill folk at a certain point, but they a few of them were taken out along the way. You probably took out a few uh, when they captured you. Same thing with this other fellow, but... Don't give me yeah, too much credit now. <laughs> None yeah, of I know. I, that's true. I did see you fight. Yeah, you were... It was, yeah, yeah. You gave him a stub toe. None of the hill folk look particularly young, right? Uh, no. I mean, there's an there's an array. Like none of them look like children. Like none of them look like teens. Okay. Like the sixteen year old. No, no. You don't see you don't see Nadil's son. No. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. Um. And if anybody wanted weapons or something, I can I can give you a list of that after the fact. Uh, but they didn't have any special weapons. It was all kind of standard stuff. Um, okay. But if anybody wanted some things, uh, there was one of them did actually have a helmet. The big guy did have a helmet. So if somebody doesn't have a helmet and like one, you can take it. Um, all right. So eventually, uh, with you, we'll say you managed to within about forty-five minutes make it back to your camp uh, that you had kind of perched up where you saw the elk that led you down here, and you quickly get towards assessing people's people's health. Um, Who's getting the first healing roll? Really this is again, this is just for reducing heal time. Like no one's in danger of death or anything like that. This is just seeing if you can quickly patch up the wounds that you've taken so that they heal more quickly. Um, I can heal because I have the wondrous pearl. Sure. Okay. As I said, I have very basic healing skills, so I'd be willing to help out, but if someone's more trained... Uh, I would defer to Lynn. I mean, you can lend aid if you want. Uh, that is, you know, you, you're welcome to do that, which would, I mean, considering how down everybody is, um, you certainly could, she probably could use some help here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We, we have, uh, I would, we'll I would have do to, that then. Yeah, we'll, we'll reassess, like, after this app, like, what everyone's fellowship focus is going to be. Yeah, uh, I made yeah. a note of that. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that off air. Um one but, fellowship point and one d6 for the taking, Gilly. Okay. Um, so basically, uh, Stephen, you would burn a hope, and that would give Gilly an extra d6 on her heal test. Okay. Done. All right, go ahead, Gilly. Uh, the Just to remind everybody, I have the Wondrous Pearl. So effects, the bearer of the Wondrous Pearl gains 2d6 when making a healing or lore roll and allows the player here to achieve a magical success, meaning if I spend one hope before a skill roll, I automatically pass the action. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to use the 2d6. And you get an extra one from Erebon. The extra yes. one. And this one we're rolling for uh, Floy first, I think. Okay, go yeah, for he's it. He's got the longest. And then that's an auto oh, failure. No. Jeff's really leaning in with that. All hail Sauron. God dang it. So Gilly's kind of. You guys uh, really should come over to my side. 
Same. She's propped up in the cart because that's still where we kind of have Floyd and she's just like got some poultice or whatever that she put on your shoulders and she's got you wrapped up and she's like, I'm sorry, that's really all I can do right now. And then she'll pop down and she'll head over to a renial and she'll do a roll. Yeah, a couple things here. Uh, Floy will say, I have no problem. You can be conscious, no problem. Uh, but like, there's nothing, the wound itself uh, yeah. is going to take a few days. Uh, Gilly, you said you affixed the pearl kind of to. Like, I have a, it a sewn into like my shirt. So, so it's, it's like the collar of your shirt. It. Yeah, it's like yeah. above my heart. Uh, Arabon, you notice as, especially since you're helping, you notice that Gilly, as she's. As she's working on Floy, you can see that occasionally like her hand kind of comes up and you see it just sort of almost almost just like a like a behavior, just like a kind of playing with hair or something like that. It's just just sort of tapping you know, like around her collar. And you look and you can see that there's this what is now slightly you know, kind of illuminated pearl, and you hear the sound like ever so faint, but you can hear it, the sound of a woman's voice. This sort of like a distant like hum like in your ears and your mind of like an like an elvish an elvish woman's voice um you're an elf of linden right correct but i know your age i think it's i think there's i think we can make a lore test at some point you don't have to do it right this second we can wait okay. as you think but something about that pearl catches your attention as it seems to to sort of be giving off a very faint light and a hum as she's kind of concentrating and like kind of focusing almost as if she's tapping into it in some way that is a uh, beautiful sound what song is that what are you what are you talking about your pendant your brooch the song coming from it and and at that point, Gilly will kind of reach in, and she's—it's not—it's just a, a a pearl, and she'll hold it out. Hmm. Most intriguing. And but it's a beautiful artifact. I'll have to show you the rest later when we're not rushed, and she'll put it away and mm -hmm. go to heal a renial. Okay, go ahead and make that roll. Do I burn another hope here to help? If you want to. Uh, oh too late. <laughs> too late now. Save I it. I have Sauron again. All hail Sauron. <sighs> Lord and Savior. And Hallowed again, Gilly will do kind of like the same thing where she gets like a bolstice uh, that she's kind of mashing as she's sitting next to you and she kind of slathers that on you and that's about it. Uh, and then she will turn to Erebon. Okay. Can you I have assist with really this? Likes. Yes. You ahead. have helped me enough. Allow me to tend to my own wounds. Okay. You can help Erebon instead if you want to burn a hope. Yeah, I do have. This is really Erebon like looking at you constantly, He's fail like, and being you like, "You don't know what you're doing." She, this is, she doesn't know what she's doing. She's bonkers, crazy. Uh, you don't need to burn a hope. I, I, I would uh, kind of keep it to myself. Uh, okay. Yeah, I have three okay. healing, but I am weary and okay. wounded. So yeah, yeah, I don't have three healing, but I'm still uh, an elf that thinks I'm better than everyone else. So Ashley, did you use That's any of the uh, fellowship points or d sixes? I didn't. Not I was use going any to, fellowship points. But <laughs> okay. All right, 
the wounds maybe it was because you guys <laughs> took a little bit extra time you maybe if you would have you know, blended aid immediately. Who knows what it might yeah. be? Or maybe the the it's just too cold, or you know, everything's just a little bit more painful than normal. Uh, but you're not really able to do anything to to really accelerate the healing process. So the longest, I think, the longest was three days, right? Yeah, yeah. Floyd. So let me three, ask you guys two, a question. One. You got a camp here. It's it's decently out of the wind. Uh, how long do you want? to stay camped in this location. From my time with the hill folk, would I know that there are more groups of them around in the area? Yeah, so... The one running away would concern me. uh, You can, if you like, uh, we can do some rolls here. There's a few rolls I can give, uh, especially for you, like, retroactive, just to see how much, like, you overheard, how much you knew about what they were doing. Uh, So basically, I would say an awareness probably... um, and the better you do, the more I'll say you were able to overhear about their plans, their intentions, their numbers, that kind of thing. Okay. All you know, you don't know anything more specific than this. You know that you are apparently going to be presented as some kind of gift or offering to one of their leaders. Beyond, And same with the, the ranger. Uh, apparently, uh, somehow elves and rangers were viewed as as um, arch enemies of some kind, ancient enemies of, of their people, and they were going to. They were, they were, that's why they kept you alive. Uh, beyond that, you don't know any much any more about how many there are around or how far away they were. You don't think it's anywhere near here specifically from. From what they said, it seemed like it was going to be some days still before your arrival. Um, But you don't have anything more specific than that. They didn't usually talk too loudly uh, in your, you know, in your your presence. Uh, So I would tell the group I I was traveling uh, with them, begrudgingly, you might say. However, I do not know if there are many more in the area. We we could be at danger, or we could be perfectly safe. Well, the rest of you would know uh, mm-hmm. that Mount Grom, where you're at near the Etmores, that sweep down kind of easternly towards and, and kind of intersect with the Misty Mountains. This is troll country. So... Um, during the day, you would imagine you're at a, a little bit more safety, uh, especially if, if the sun is shining through decently enough. Uh, at night, or if this if, if it's severe overcast, it might be a little bit more nerve-wracking for you. Uh, you've been attacked already by wolves, but you do you have managed to get a, a relatively decent campsite. And you do know that you also have to stay within a certain radius of where you've placed your message for... Uh, from Aaron Ben. Uh, you could yeah. potentially roll another test to try to secure or hide your camp even better and give you mm-hmm. a couple days rest. I'll, I mean, we could do that, and that might make it less likely for a random encounter to occur or something like that. Arrhenia uh, will um, kind of ex- explain to Arabon that we, we are actually waiting to meet up with at least one individual um, and perhaps uh, two dwarves as well. So we're, we hung our signal um, 
yesterday. And then we have another signal to possibly meet up with a few dwarves. So I think it, given our states, we might want to just find a more secure place to stay. But it seems like we need to stay fairly close by. Seeing as how you have freed, freed me from my bonds, if you would allow it, I will stay and do my best to ensure that you're able to safely meet with your companions. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of friends now. Oh, my conscious at all? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Floyd's like, wait, wait, is this elf moving in on my best friend here? What's going on? Back off. It's my fellowship focus. Get, 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 get. Uh, but yeah, all, all of your conscious, it's fine. Okay. Um, say some of these conversations, some of the healing is kind of going on throughout the course of the day. Uh, we can say a short rest uh, certainly could, could transpire for now, and then you can cool. make decisions from there. Um, um, Erebon, um, have you in your travels witnessed anything weird? Well, I would say a fellowship of a small child, a female ranger, and a dwarf rescuing me from a cage okay. where I was found uh, by I Hilfo. will stop you right there. I am a grown woman. Thank you very much. And Gilly will pull out her book, and she ignores your rudeness because, like, she's too nice. Where that just kind of goes right over her head. She thinks you honestly thought she was a child. She gets that enough. And um, she's like, so we're uh, to give you like the short of it. Um, we are here to uh, gather information for our patron. Um, and honestly, if if you wouldn't mind joining us until this concluded and then come back to Bree, that would be very, very helpful. Bree. That is the town of men. Yeah, I, I'm a Bree hobbit. It's also of hobbits. Hobbits. I... I've heard stories of Bree and hobbits. Uh, I'm... I'm not familiar with that word. Uh, well, uh, it has been some time since I've spent time in the company of civilized folk. We're not the most civilized, so we might be a good starting point. I will consider it. Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna hold you to it. We're we're friends now, and it's, she'll kind of go more into detail of like why we're here. Um, and yeah. At some point, I do have to talk to the dwarf and say something along the lines of a uh, master dwarf. That is quite a unique battle strategy. I've never seen someone use their face as a shield before. Yes, I like dived in face first. Yes, your your enthusiasm was unbridled. Seems. We made it out that battle alive. And you're free from it. 
find me in the state for an elf. It better be worth it. I'm afraid I may disappoint you on that count. <laughs> At some point while you are re recuperating, you, you might want to uh, take a read. Our, our, our friend Gilly here has been making notes of our adventures um, and you might not have seen Floy quite at his finest today, but if you take a read through the, the words she oh, has put to page. Um, I, I could, I could write you a summary, um, but my book, um, and like, she's got, it's like her journal. So it's got like a lot of stream of consciousness in there as well. And she's a little embarrassed to share it. <laughs> um, Maybe, maybe in a little bit. And um, at that point, Gilly stands up with her book and she'll kind of like walk away to the edge of the camp to try and like help obscure us a little bit. Irene will turn back to, to Erebon and say, perhaps she will tell a story by the fire. Perhaps. There's Floy leaping from trees and mm -hmm. successful fights against trolls and such tales um gilly has been carefully documenting the a, highs and lows a dwarf that can climb and jump that is most intriguing gilly roll a stealth test if you want to try to as best obscure the camp and your compatriots from view uh from any casual passers-by Okay, uh, I'm going to use our last dice for this. Okay. Got Sounds it. Good. Uh, okay. Great success. Great success. Okay. Do you have an extra success? Okay. Noted. All right. So the day passes a bit, mostly with you all chatting, filling in each other on, on what little you might know of the area. Um, healing, recovery. Uh, night eventually does fall. Gilly does come back. And periodically, you see her coming back and sort of shifting this thing, shifting that thing, scurrying, kind of shoveling some rocks here and there, uh, unfolding a certain more colorful tarp and putting that away. And then at one point, she brings a whole bush that she dug out of the ground and like replants it. It's like this gray, like <laughs> everything here is gray or brown. Yeah. It's like no green and she just plants it. Okay. Um, but yeah, eventually night does uh, does fall. Um, do you all want to continue to just sort of rest here? Um, Gilly, as, as best you can tell, you've done a fairly good job of, of making it so that this particular camp is not easily viewed by anyone who might be moving around the, you know, you guys are up on a fairly high ridge on the, sort of the base of the mountain here, and anyone moving around on the surface below would, doesn't quite have a good angle to see you all in your activity as you've moved yourselves back right against the mountain. It's just kind of hard to see. It's possible if someone had excellent eyesight and they were at a significant distance and the, the mist and the fog would abate a bit, they might be able to see you, but uh, even then you would probably be able to see them coming. So it's a decent enough place for camp. There's just a question. Is, is, tired and okay. kind of wants to stay put. All right. Uh, I, I okay. wouldn't be uh, trying to make waves with a new group. I'd follow whatever they want to do. Yeah. 
Floy, Gilly, any strong feelings in the matter? Oh yeah, resting here until we're healed up is perfectly fine. Gilly's really hoping Mirabem will find us sooner than later. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you go ahead and you can hit your long long rests long rest buttons. Um, Do we hang the colored tarp somewhere? Would mean leaving the the camp. You probably wouldn't want to do it in the middle of the camp. That would defeat the purpose. Well, um, no, yeah. of course not. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, not at night, at least. So, some of you are wounded, right? So, oh yeah, yeah. there it is. It's working out the way. I, yeah. So some of you aren't getting your full endurance re- uh, gain back because of this. All right. Uh, for the wounds, what? When does the one day timer like count as going off? Is it the next time I rest? Yeah. So how long is how long was yours? One day. One day. So I would say it's probably. I mean, I'm just gonna do after a long rest. I'm gonna call that. So you yeah. can say. And even if you had one day, it was literally this day. And so by right, morning, right. I, I think your wound would probably be enough that it's not. It's no longer hurting you. So, but still, you'd only regain this, the the smaller endurance for the first night. Oh, so my wound is gone then. I would say what- when you wake up after the long rest, now okay. your wound is okay. gone. Gotcha. Okay. Assuming we wake up. Uh, you do. Um, but you wake up, uh, and there is a woman, uh, sitting in the middle of your camp, right at your fire. Your like the small little kind of hooded fire that she, that you don't even recall. Like you, you, none of you were tending, and you look down, and you can see she's covered in furs and animal skins. You can see there's a, a scabbard of a sword that's leaning against the ground. You can see a big old bow is strapped across her back, and she has some piece of meat of a creature that you don't know. Uh, it, it, it might be fish, and she's got it like kind of poked at the end of a stick, and she she's just kind of holding it out over top of this fire, and uh, and it's just kind of crystalling. You know, it's like, you hear the, like the gristle is like like little bits of, uh, of of fat are kind of dripping down into the fire. And she says, uh, as everyone kind of starts to wake, and uh, she, with her other hand, holds up the dangling necklace, and she says, uh, One of you will need to answer why you have my daughter's necklace. And if I do not like the answer... I will kill all of you. Speak quickly and plainly. And you look at her, Arineal, and and her face is is pale, the bits that you can see. There's this kind of harshness to her voice, like she's speaking with almost like a perpetual sore throat. Like you've you've met many a ranger, but none have ever really expressed such kind of cruelty like so brazenly to to anyone other than maybe orcs or something like that but just to to random folk like yourselves uh, especially somebody who clearly like yourself recognizable as a ranger uh, and knowing this particular spot this message spot here but she kind of just holds holds it up briefly and she's just turning the fish over ever so carefully um what do you guys do? 
Renee will speak up immediately and say, uh, we, we, we were the ones who left that for you. And that was given to us by Talendil in order to catch your eye so that we could make your acquaintance. We're here for information regarding the orcs and their activity in this area. And if you've witnessed acts of their uh, union, you could say with the hill folk, because the, sh the shadows are rising and it's getting very close to Bree. You hear just like this really morose laugh just begin to emerge from like underneath the cowl that kind of covers most of her head. These stringy hair kind of dripping down here and there and tiny little like really crude, like twist, not braids, but just kind of like twisted sort of wiry, like oily hair. And you can just hear like a cackle. <laughs> I cannot breathe. Talendil, you say, gave this to you. Attacked in his home, and we were That's, able to save. No, back. Oswald's home. Oh, sorry, That's, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, we we met up with him at the ruins, and that's where Reniel, we we saved the helmet that she has from the hill folk. Yeah, you're saying a lots of things that she has no, like the helmet and stuff like that it means nothing to her really. Yeah. But when you mention ruins, she's like, the whole world is ruins, little one. I find it hard to believe. Talented would give this over so freely. What are you to him? I know nothing of your daughter, nor of a necklace, but not one day ago, these good people saved me from a very dark situation. I can attest to their good nature. They would only wish to help you. When we visited Talendel in Fort Noss, there was a woman who raised 12 wraiths. Fornost. Mm -hmm. I, I always want to add a T for some reason. Um, and Talendel nearly died, but we managed to bring him back and, and, and heal him. And in doing so, he gave us this so we could get more information, so we could get into contact with you. At that point, she, uh, she kind of sets down the this the stick that's got the like the chunk of meat on it pulls the cow back a bit and looks over at you gilly he sent you to me for me to I remember correctly you he said he wanted to give this back to his daughter no he wants it back because it's his daughter's. Okay. Maybe I heard wrong. Do you say that, Floyd? That like he wanted to return it to his daughter or something? Yeah, I, I thought he said that. I don't unless I'm remembering wrong. So when you say that, and we'll, we'll just play it out. Like okay. that's fine. 
like a little bit of a kind of she winces a bit. You see in her face, like like pain just sort of washes over. And she'll just say there's no giving this back to her. She has been dead for ten years now. Which is why I find it so vexing that he would give this over our daughter's beautiful keepsake to strangers, younglings, fools. I think he sees that the world is heading further into ruins and he might have seen something in us. You think my husband is an optimist? <laughs> oh, he made that very clear. He was not. I, I, I would venture to say that the amount of disbelief that you have over this act uh, is equal to the amount of danger that he believes that this whole area is in. And that is why he chose to take this action. Okay. Uh, who do we think has taken sort of the lead in the conversation? To me, it sounds like Arineal or Gilly have been sort of the lead in the conversation. Definitely not me. Arineal... I want you to give. We're not gonna, we're not doing like a full council. That's not necessary here. Um, but just sort of a kind of setting a tone. Mm-hmm. Give me. Oh boy. Uh, I would say maybe you've been doing in Harton, kind of trying to sort of lift spirits in some way, and then you can take a bonus die for the help of your allies who have kind of pitched in here. And I'll even, because you are a fellow ranger of the North, I'll even give this to you at favored. Ooh. Which is why I think it, it's probably best if Reniel does the roll. So I've got a feet die and one bonus dice? Yeah. Great success, 20. Okay. So I'm just changing a couple settings here for myself because it's getting some some freezing. Okay. Great success. All right. So she kind of looks off at you, at all of you, and kind of still laughing from what she considers a joke by Floyd, basically referring to Talendale as an optimist. And she just says, well, the shadow rises and three children and an elf who allowed himself to be captured by bumbling fools. I would stand between the good people of the world and ruin. <laughs> I could see your campsite for a mile. 
Soon, trolls will find it as well. Gather your things. If we're going to talk, we're going to do it somewhere safely. Not here. Quickly, I will make this offer only once. I start gathering what we can. Yeah, Gilly does too. Me three. Okay. I pack light. Pack light. So you guys get your things. You follow her for a bit. She leads you on this like kind of weird, it's like kind of circuitous route. She crosses over that icy stream you saw before. She she kind of continues to move down like the foothills to the west a bit, and then kind of into this this very tight carve, you know, kind of. I would say like a wedge between these two huge chunks of, of stone that kind of converge and quade almost like a bottleneck and then into what looks like this fairly shallow cave. And as you're passing by, those of you with, you know, any sort of decent awareness, you notice that there are a significant number of traps that you're kind of passing along here. These kind of crude you know, spike traps here that she has affixed. This uh, this kind of barrier where in a tripwire and what looks like some kind of pit that she has dug that big enough perhaps for a, a troll's foot to kind of collapse down into it. And she's walking directly at what you swear is just just rock. And then she veers just ever so slightly off to the left and you realize there's just kind of this obscured entrance to this this little area. And you are now within what looks like her home. As you look around, you can see there's all these sort of small trophies some of them quite gruesome, in fact. Or, you know, this is this sort of might even take you back a little bit. This is not really what kind of your you know, like you've you've been raised to to recognize as as decent kind of ranger behavior. You see like really these these gruesome setups of kind of bone and and uh what looks like she's taken pieces off of kills and things here and there. You also notice, Gilly, that there's like a this just plethora of wildflowers and plants and things that have been set up on this carved stone tables a mortar and pestle that she seems to have probably made herself um you also would notice that there's like kind of hanging up on the wall here like on a hook there's this relatively unused bow like you look at it you see it's in in, in, in sort of decent condition it's not it's not drawn or anything that the, the string isn't isn't connected but you can you can definitely tell it's got these nice carvings in it and you notice there's these sketches here and there on this old kind of withered paper. Uh, some actually are almost recognized as, you can almost recognize the, the look of Talendil and others sort of a young woman, maybe not so much different in age from a Reneal. Um, but she just starts pointing out like where you're allowed to sit, where you're not allowed to sit, that kind of thing. Um, Erebon. During this during this walk, if you wanted to, you can make that lore test if you want. You can also, yeah, make that lore test on this this pearl that you saw Gilly kind of fiddling with here and there. Okay. Gandalf. You Gandalfed it. It dawns on you that you I mean you 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 recognize it maybe when she was showing you the box or the vel that kind of came in the elvish runes around and like this little kind of embroidered piece of cloth that was 
in, in you know encased inside of it uh, to kind of give it a, a safe place to sit but you kind of start to piece it together now that you're feeling a little bit better but do you remember hearing a story at some point maybe maybe you passed through Rivendell sometime in the last hundred couple hundred years or whatever it might be or maybe in passing with other elves but do you remember hearing a pretty terrible story of uh the lady of El- uh, lady of Rivendell Wife of Elrond, Celebrion, many, a couple hundred years ago. Not sure exactly how many, but you, you heard a story about her. It's a sad story. It's a very sad story, in fact, of her traveling across the Misty Mountains and, and being waylaid and captured by orcs and suffering cruelty and torture. And eventually she was rescued, but. And, and although some of her physical wounds here heal, like this, this incident directly led to her heading to the Undying Lands, and and you remember that some of her things obviously were, were taken as she was visiting. I believe it was her mother that she was visiting, um, if I recall correctly. Um, and some of her things were taken, and some of the runes that you see kind of carved into the box brings that memory back to you and you think this might be one of the lady of rivendell's possessions that were was taken so long ago uh, during her capture all right uh i would have realized that on the walk but now we're at the place so i'll keep that to myself for now yeah that's fine do what do with it whatever you want yeah okay so you guys all kind of gets settled within this cave, this little small area. Sort of a horrible stench to it here, but what do you guys do as she just sits down at one point and you can see her like almost idly is moving the necklace around in her fingers and then periodically kind of staring up at you. And now that you see her, there's a little flame flickering here and you can see it smoke kind of wafts up through a hole in the carved into the ceiling pulls her pulls her back her her hood back and you can see she's pale and pasty you you put her she probably looks older than she really is her hair looks horribly kept she does not look to be in good condition whatsoever like like something has just drained her of like she just she just filled with hate and no hope kind of deal what do you all do yeah to break the silence a bit I'll start pointing at her like trophies or carbons that she's collected. Be like, so I tried to do a troll hunter. It's taking out one myself. And I'll bring out an earpiece from that swamp troll. Oh, yeah. She, <laughs> okay. She takes a look at that. And just, you see like a small, like kind of cruel grin kind of overtake her face. You can see what looks like discolored teeth underneath as she says, Well done, dwarf. Though, uh, only one, you have a long way to go to catch up with my tally. But one is a good start. Why do you hunt the trolls? You see, like, like she stops suddenly fiddling with the necklace. Talendale didn't tell you, did he? Didn't tell us much. I hunt the trolls 
because they are responsible for the death of our daughter. Talendale and I disagreed a bit on on Mayneth's training. I said that she wasn't ready. Talendale said that she was. Back and forth we argued. Soon Mayneth took it into her own hands and off she went. We lived Yes, peacefully, along the North North Downs, headstrong. Off she went, ranging alone, she did. We found her, and when we did, the life was no longer in her. We have been at this enough to know, well work these cruel creatures we found those that we presumed were responsible but there's no way to be sure unless you kill every last one of them I'm sorry for your loss why you did nothing you hid behind your little walls and your brie while the rest of us are out here protecting you when you don't even realize it. And then when we come into your streets, into your taverns, you stare at us with hate in your eyes and disgust in your voice. That is what you should be sorry for, little one. And, and Gilly just kind of like looks down at her lap and because she is sorry before she really got to know Arineal herself she probably sort of fell into the same loopholes yeah. as everybody else it's true I mean most of Bree yeah. like they steer clear they kind of give them strange looks and you know consider them you know they, they misunderstand them they misunderstand what yeah. they're for yeah. and Gilly is Arineal's fellowship focus so Arineal's just sort of going to sit up a bit more straight at this um, sort of overreaction to what was intended as a kindness. Um, and Arineal will say, we, we have our jobs that we do. And while sometimes that means we are dismissed in the congregations of others it does not mean that we don't continue what we do and Gilly will kind of nod and be like I'll admit I am young but I am learning and that's why we're here there are things that need to be corrected and there's work that needs to be done and we're going to see to it old wrongs that need to be righted. Hmm. Who knew there were so many optimists in the world? At least one. Hmm. 
There are evils in this world beyond the trolls. I, I don't want to sit here and be lectured by you. I'm more than twice your age, one. Put more years into your bow and into your arm and then come talk to me. Do not sit here and condescend to a woman who has done more for our kind than you have yet. Careful now. My courtesy extends only so far. Now, what is it you want from me? There's been word that there's an orc who has a band in his, uh, under his rule, who's kind of headed toward this mountain, Rotag. We were wondering if you had any information on his movements. Yes. There was a war party journeyed here a few weeks back, but it was no orc who led them. Was it a red-headed woman? No. It's an Olag High, and I will not say that word again. Troll. Sp specific breed. Dangerous. The aversion to the sun that normally afflicts this kind does not seem to slow it. was followed by some smaller creature playing at being a human banners flying in the air they roamed Mount Graham for a week or more drafted a few cave trolls into their band and off they went over the mountain I know not whether they were going to Condoom or Mount Gundabad. But they were here, and they are now gone. Um, have you heard the rumors about the fires lit at Karndoom? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who do you think told Talendoom? What can you tell us? I can tell you that Angmar has been a very cold and dead place where only ghosts of past evils reside. But for a year, perhaps more, there have been signs that someone occupies the ruined fortress. I've seen the fires glow in the distance, towers that once had been torn to the ground, stand erected once more, and ashen-faced goblins have been collecting stones from long silent quarries in the mountains. More than once, more than once, my little hobbit friend, I have heard the wings of a cold drake sweep through the land, creatures that have not been this far south. Past the arid Mithrin in quite some time. Do you wish to go there and slay yourself a dragon? 
<laughs> Do you now? If that's not worth clans of snow trolls I've seen coming over the mountains of Angmar. Some I have taken, but fierce they are. Hardy. Hmm. And I'll tell you this. It's not just from the north. Angmar pulls its forces. Your Rotag's band is not the first adversaries I've seen to come up from the south. No. These hill folk that kept your elvish friend here in a cage. I've seen them travel across those dreary lands. Making offering, it seems, to whoever it is who occupies the fortress. Interesting that you criticize my companion's supposed inaction, and yet you saw me in my position and did nothing. <laughs> I am but one, and you, your kind... I presumed were more than capable. I assumed you were acting out some longer plan. Or am I to believe that an elf of Linden will allow themselves to be captured by such barbaric fools as those hill folk, and once captured could not find their way free? Oh, how your people have diminished well I'm glad you were able to keep yourself safe in these walls <laughs> um Gilly's gonna get her book at that point yeah uh and she's gonna flip to like the sketch that she has of the Nazgul and uh oh, she's yeah. gonna she's gonna show that to Miriam uh, okay uh, I don't really know yeah. that it's a Nazgul. I don't think. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Or but that's why we, it was the horseman. What was the sketch of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I was shadow say horseman. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, okay. And like his like, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, it was marvelous artistry, little one. Thank you, but um, when we were in Fornost, um, we had visions of of the battle there and we repeatedly saw this per thing man person on a, a top of horse do you, <laughs> do you do you know anything about them about <laughs> about the battle of Fornost I'm sure talented would know more. He was the historian. Okay, but that doesn't like say anything from her. I mean, there's nothing that I mean, there's nothing she can give you that you wouldn't have already. He learned. didn't already. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm going to stiffen up even more uh, at the mention of the Battle of Fornost, and I'm just mm -hmm. going to get up and leave. Okay. Careful, elf. 
you fell into the traps of the hill folk, and I can assure you mine are far shrewder. Be careful where you place your feet. I'll, I'll stop for a step and half turn like I'm about to say something. And think better of it and keep going and continue okay. out. Right into a pit trap. Uh, okay. <laughs> Touchy, or, aren't they? <laughs> well, it's still known too well, but it's our new friend Aaron He was a prisoner. Is that normal? Are they, what are they doing with them? Have they been taking lots of people? Hmm. I've seen some of them, certainly. I believe they have some structure to the west, not within my normal stretch of rangelands. As they seem to be moving. In terms of prisoners, no, I will say your friend. He is the first I've seen. Moses don't get so close to Mount Graham. But as you've said, they do not seem to have any conflict with the orcs. Trolls are another matter. They are not easy to domesticate. Um, she mentioned like a specific type of troll. Yeah. Um, could I do a lore roll for that? Uh, at ill favored. Okay. Yeah. Does your pearl help you with lore? It's un yeah. yeah, it's unlikely you would know, but it's possible. Uh, but I would say it's 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 it would be it would be unlikely for you to know, but you can certainly make the roll at um at ill favored. Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna rip it to see. Sure. A success. Yeah. Maybe you heard it in passing. Maybe Rangers would in the prancing pony or in the the cumin wattle or one of these other inns that you might have spent time in. You probably don't know a significant amount. It's just a regular success, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's a it's relatively new breed of of troll. Maybe you've heard it from merchants that have come uh, come from the east, from over the mountains, uh, that they were seen around Mirkwood, or in some cases, maybe somebody out of Gondor or such. But um, it is a what she said is true. It's uh, it's it's definitely um, a creature that doesn't seem to suffer the sort of traditional kind of stone troll aversion to light. They seem to function during the day. Uh, they are sometimes mistaken for orcs uh, because of because of some of the the way in which they kind of comport themselves. Uh, they're not as uh, kind of carnal and bestial in some in some respects. Um, but they also are, are 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 a new breed. They haven't been like the rumors of them have really only surfaced over the last kind of few years. This isn't something that people have done extensive scholarly study on, or, or have, there's many many stories to tell about them the way there are for like stone trolls or something like that. So there's only so much information that is out there for them. But that's what you would know. So you probably have heard of it at some point. But mostly, I would say you probably heard of it. I think the idea of like traders from the east or something like that from you know, yeah. Dale or whatever might have 
might have heard stories of it around Mirkwood. Yeah, and Gilly's uh, got like a f- some family that's merchants, so maybe that's sure. also where she heard it from. Sure. Um, I know you said you wouldn't say it again, but and I don't need the name. But what could you tell me of them? I'm sorry. Say your question again. I'm, I'm sorry. She's asking about. She's going to ask her about those orcs because I know she said she wouldn't say the name again. Oh, the trolls. You mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, she. There's no. I have no more information to give you. Like everything okay, you've gotten it. is the extent of what you're getting. Like, Got it. Okay. Of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if what was the name of the uh, troll again? Uh, what did Rotag. she say? Rotag is apparently the name that was being used. Yeah. R O T A G. R O T A G. Okay. Thank you. And that's what she called the breed of orc or troll. No, that's the name. That's the name you've had. R O T A G. Yeah. R O T A G is the name that you've had of that of that orc for a while. But she yeah. says it's a troll called an Olag Hai. Olag Hai. Yeah. You can look it up. It's a yeah. legit thing. O L O G hyphen H A I. It's black speech, which is yeah. why she wouldn't want to use it too often. Yeah. Basically, just means troll folk. I think. Fair yeah. Okay. Um, I think. Do you have any more questions? The, any quick questions? I think we should probably break uh, for the night. Uh, I, I know that Lon's got to get going here in a few minutes, so. Yeah. I think we'll go ahead and, and sort of stop it here. Uh, you're in a relative place of safety. Uh, you found Marimben. You've got your new party member. Uh, you have a couple bits of info to chew on. And uh, yeah, I think we'll call it there. Irenia will poke her head outside and keep an eye on our new uh, group member mm-hmm. outside. Oh, yeah. He's impaled on a trap. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, we got to we got to call it for tonight. Thank you uh, to those of you who hung out and watched. Thank you to those of you who are watching this later on uh, on YouTube. Uh, we really appreciate uh, the raids tonight. Uh, we really also appreciate the uh, the bits. You definitely uh, kept them uh, kept them kicking through a very, very tough fight to rescue our new fellowship member. Uh, we now have an elf. Uh, this is great. A hobbit, dwarf, ranger and elf. This is fantastic. Thank you uh, so much for having me, guys. Absolutely. Man, thanks for playing with yeah, us. We're glad to have you. Uh, sorry that Lots I almost fun. killed your character immediately upon your character. <laughs> Would have been fine. I'm Wasn't really intentional, <laughs> but pretty funny. Uh, let's see. Other things we got coming up uh, for us. We'll be back on Monday uh, on this channel playing Deadlands, some more Savage Worlds. Uh, next Friday, I don't know what we're doing yet next Friday. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll announce it when we do. Next Saturday, we'll be back for more One Ring. Uh... Steven, when's uh, when's the next game of Darkest House? Uh, the thirteenth. Thirteenth. So that's also uh, you mean the twelfth? I'm sorry, no, it's the twelfth. Yeah, so, so a week from today. Yeah, yeah. so you'll be able to see a back to back. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, just one ring hazing the new guy. Yeah, exactly. Got to bring him in, toughen him up a little bit. Sorry, right. uh, if he goes too hard on me next week, I'll get him back a couple hours later. Yeah, uh, man, I've already I've already done it to myself in the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Poor, poor Wayne. Uh, okay, so uh, if you want to hang tight, I'm going to go ahead and uh, raid our friends over at Dragons in the Dining Room. Uh, looks like they're playing some D&D. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for hanging out. And uh, yeah, hang tight. We'll uh, we'll catch you next time. So good night. Bye-bye. <laughs>